It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to Let's Talk Jets Radio. Cheers. Happy Tuesday. What's going on, everybody? Let's talk Jets radio. Hopefully you guys are enjoying your day. Uh, Tyson cannot join us tonight, but we're lucky to have Tyrone. Tyrone, what's going on, man? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm here, baby. You know, it's time to get started. Heartbroken as ever. You know, I've I've, I've got through my crying Sunday and Monday, so I'm back to reality. Um, I just want to get started with this and just... I mean, it's the Jets, man. It's just what we go through every, I think every season. So first thing, first thing I was trying to figure out was how to minimize the intro and actually find the chat. So that's how this kind of show is going to be tonight. Uh, let's say what's up to the chat first, and then we'll talk about the news of the day, which of course is never good. What's going on, Trav? Hopefully the time has not come. We'll what's get up, into Sala a little bit later. What's up, nephew? So you boys want Coach Sala fired? <laughs> we're, we're, we're not talking fire Coach Sala today. Already. Not yet. <laughs> fire him yesterday. We've seen 20 it's week, man. It's, it's week four, man. Shows. It's week four. Sala's a joke. Should be it's fired immediately. 
Chat's going to be in rare form tonight, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. For, for those new to the channel, hopefully it's not completely negative tonight, but it's totally warranted based on the way the team played. Usually once we get all this shit out of our system by the end of tonight, we come back to yeah. some sane conversations, but the, the team deserves to get shit on tonight yeah. at least. They're going to get a little bit tonight, so it is what it is. So it's I not, will it's... post the link in the chat. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Why are you doing that? It's it's never negative, man. Like I said, we love this team. We've been fans for it for a long time. It's just we're just tired of saying it, bro. Like, listen, man, we watch the other teams like the Lions, and we're watching Atlanta play better. We're watching Seattle go out there and fight. And we're watching us and we're doing the same things. And it's a much talented team that we've had in the last since 2015. So there's no more excuses, man. There's no more more victories. There's no more I want to, yo, we're, we're okay. Nah, it's time to win. It's time to put up a shut up. And this much talent on defense for them guys to play like that. The offensive line is in shambles. It just, it just keeps and, going, and this, going. And this is great from, from Armand here. I mean, Salah's not going to get fired in season. You know, nope. he, he's going to get the nah. full season to figure it out. But he could certainly be critiqued along the way. He's not immune to any kind of criticism. And we'll start with the news of the day, and then we'll get right to the callers. George Fan placed on IR. He's going to be out for four weeks. Uh, Brown, he's eligible to come back next week after the Steeler game if he's ready. The team signed, uh, let's see if I pronounce his name right, Cedric Ogbui, uh former first-round pick. He's been cut like three times in the last year or so. And then you got Mike Remmers, who I think started two games with the Chiefs last year. Both have yeah. some experience. But this is a major problem with Wilson hopefully coming back next week. Uh, I mean, listen, it's, it's what it is. I mean, you know, um, McDermott is absolutely horrible. So, boss, um, mm -hmm. he, he, he's horrible. And that's just what it is. I mean, and so I'm not going to go into deep, I'm not going to go into a deep rant where I was like, yo, this should have already been taken care of. But it's what it is. I mean, it's disappointing. Absolutely. It, this is something that, that should have been fixed prior to anything else. And, and you, 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 as a good GM and as a good head coach, as a good offensive line coach, you, you, you get guys in place. And when you know guys aren't getting the job done, McDermott's not getting the job done. Mitchell has been a complete surprise. And I'm thinking surprised them. I think that, you know, we might have a right tackle right now, but Left tackle is the most important. You got two guys. You bring in Brown, and we still have the same problem, man. It's Shout out, David. Cruel and unusual punishment is right, especially if you actually went to the game. And the one thing I wanted to say also, I mean, uh, Samini put it out there that, you know, this is not Joe Douglas's fault. You can't predict three tackles going on IR. But, like, to me, when the team put out all this stuff about Makai Becton, his weight issues, he missed games the last two years, Fan had a procedure. We still have no idea what the procedure was. Like, to me, this was a massive mistake by Joe Douglas. He had plenty of resources between the cap, plenty of draft picks, and he didn't sign anybody. He didn't draft anybody. He only made a move, and he overpaid with Dwayne Brown yep. only after Makai Becton got hurt. And perhaps I'm, I'm going to say this right here. Listen, you know, and and – and I don't have to say, Carly, you're wrong. Listen, this is what it is. Listen, when when you have when you don't have quality backups, and I mean quality. Listen, you bought Brown, and he was already hurt when you bought him in. Basically, that that's what I'm figuring out. Or well, he got hurt during the scrimmage. He didn't play. He didn't play often. And then you have McDermott, and you know he sucks. We've known this for three fucking years. He's not a good player. So you have a guy that you can't use, and you're saying that it's not his fault. How is that? How is that the the possibility of what it is, man? Listen, that that just listen. At some point, somebody has to take responsibility to it, and the man who's making the decision on what players come in is going to be the guy I'm going to blame, man, automatically. So massive problem. And again, if you want to give him some credit for for Max Mitchell, that that's one thing. But the 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 handling of left tackle, putting all his eggs in one basket with Mackay Beckton, when clearly there were some issues there. Massive mistake, I think, in my opinion. So, 
and I'm true. Listen, and I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on Max Max Mitchell, and I'm gonna actually say, man, I am truly impressed with what this kid has done. I mean, this kid, you know, what I'm saying two pressures, zero sacks, bro. Yo, and then whenever it's the fumble, he's always around the ball. He's always alert, good in the running game. Yo, listen, he's been the best. He's been the best offensive lineman we've had, and he's a rookie. So listen, kudos to him. But why would you draft more than one? All you right, know, let- listen. Let, last thing, and then we'll we'll get right to the calls. Yet, yes, we could put this on Joe Douglas because it, it's not about the injuries; it, it's how they handled the situation, knowing that you had your "quote unquote" franchise left tackle who was clearly overweight, coming off a major injury, missed all of last year, had injuries his, his rookie year as well. You, you couldn't depend on him. They they didn't sign a tackle until Becton actually got hurt. There there, there was no reason to wait that long. And he wasn't ready. And, Listen, and, and, and then once they signed Brown, it, it was the, the musical chairs game with fan. He was right tackle. And then they moved him back to left tackle. I'm, I'm sure that really helped him out. Like they, they, they misplayed all of this at tackle. And, and we're probably looking at two new tackles for next year too. But primetime, let me ask you a question. So you're telling me that it's, 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 it's irresponsible to bring a quality backup in. I mean, listen, to upgrade over That's McDermott. Why we did it last year with Moses. Yo, listen. That was it, last a, year that we had Moses. We should have kept fucking Moses anyway. He signed with Baltimore for $6 million. You know what I'm saying? That makes no sense. This is the problem. This is the kind of issues that we have. So, listen, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you cannot blame somebody. Like, you know what I'm saying? You, you listen, you play, okay, you say you can't plan for injuries. You know injuries are going to happen throughout the season. Why wouldn't you – listen, we've upgraded every other position. Why wouldn't you have a, some quality guys in it who can step in and take meaningful reps? I'm not saying be starter-type caliber, but be able to be functionable in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Be able to hold their own. McDermott is not that guy, hasn't been that guy, and has shown it on tape for three years. That's what it is. A lot of comments that Moses wanted to start, and that's fine. And sign he somebody else. Started. There, there he would have started. There are plenty of tackles out there. The point he is they, they, they shouldn't have waited so long. Like they, they, There was no reason to wait two weeks into training camp to, to go sign your veteran tackle. They they should have had one, if not two, ready to go. Yep, already. So we'll we'll get to the calls now. We'll start with our leadoff hitter, Bubs. How's it going? What's going on, dude? What's up, bro? What's up? What are, you, what are your thoughts on good. this one? I'm just extremely frustrated. I mean, I think. I'm mostly frustrated at Salah. There's no accountability whatsoever with this with him. I mean, his press conferences, there's no the, the undisciplined penalties. Like this is to me, it's all on coaching. It's not a lack of talent anymore. It's it's all the coaching. I mean, it's just you see these dumb J, penalties with JFM, Corey Davis. You know, what really got me annoyed was like you see him talking a little bit to JFM after that that penalty and it's like that's all you see out of him but you know and they're costly penalties too like they're you know it's the Corey davis one in the end zone that you know took our shot away from scoring a touchdown jfm on the third down which then you know and, you know, 55 and, yard and, and that's something and that just, yeah and bubs that, that that's something we touched on last night it, it seems that certain players you know like denzel mims we touched on him like th- there are players that get put in the doghouse and they stay there while other guys they they can do whatever they want if they're veterans if they're getting paid a certain amount they can do whatever they want there's there's never any accountability for those players yep exactly and it, it's a lot of the veterans it's these veterans that are making these mistakes and yet he mm-hmm. just he continues mm-hmm. to play these guys i mean it's just it's it's terrible. I mean, he shows like the only time you see him showing emotion on the sideline is when he's yelling at a call or angry at you know the refs or something. That's that's what. Or if he's high fiving somebody for yeah, something. exactly. Yeah. Like, he did yeah, made a nice play. It's just it's just but, so frustrating because you brought him in to be that guy to be that high energy coach, and he has shown none of that. I mean, you know, the press conference of the you know the unlucky and the six to seven you know miscommunications and stuff. It's like. Yeah. What it's like, I I don't see, 
I don't see the top tier teams making six or seven mistakes in the secondary where there's guys wide open in the end zone. Bubs, what are your it's thoughts just, on this? Is it really too early to evaluate Salah though? I mean, 20 games where like we're watching the Giants, they're competing every game, the Bears, the Jaguars, like all these other coaches come in right away. They seem to have an immediate impact. We're 20 games into Salah. He's four and 16. One of those wins is from Middleton. You know, is, is it really too early with, with the amount of talent that we think we have here to expect a little bit more? No, I don't think it's too early. I mean, we were supposed to compete this year. I mean, the expectation – I mean, look at Doug Peterson with the Jaguars. You know, look at the Giants. Even though they lost last night, they were competing. I mean, they had a chance to go down the field and score and tie the game. They're, all these teams are competing. You know, Detroit Lions, they're competing. Uh, like I mentioned, the Jaguars, all these teams are competing. It's not too early. I mean, when are we going to get to a point where there's going to be a little bit of urgency with this organization? You know, like – yeah, I mean, look at Gase. They went 7-9 and nine the first year. Next year, we – you know, I, we were terrible. You know, you're hoping to make that jump. Didn't see it. I don't think it's too early. I mean, what are you going to do? Go four wins this year. Next year, hope he makes the third year jump. I mean, is it fire him now? No. But 20 games in, four wins or five wins, whatever it is, it's. I don't think it's too early because I mean, again, 20 games in. Now, Bob, listen. I want to. I want to say. I want to touch on two points that you you said. And one, I want to say this. Listen, I, I don't mind a, a 15 yard penalty in the heat of the battle. Like if it's something that you know you can't stop, you're running full mm-hmm. speed. Myers could have stopped on that play right there. And then number two, he wasn't held accountable before. But I want to say this right here: four and twenty. I want to absolutely say this right, and this is the God honest truth. He has been out coached every game this season, yeah. and that's my problem. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm not saying fire the coach right now. He has been out coached. Mm-hmm. And it's very and it's very obvious he's getting out coached. And that's the issue that I have. And then that's something that has to be he has to be held accountable for. But listen, this is the point of it. You're not holding your players accountable because you don't have the San Francisco front four that you that you think you have. You don't have that here. We don't listen, we don't have no pass rush. You're playing against an offensive line that does not that has the worst off. They're giving up 13 sacks. So you're telling me that to if you're not get there for that's crazy. You're gonna let them pick. You're gonna give them time. To and decide. taking it, taking it a step further. This is an amazing comment. Like for for all the rotations that we do, why are teams driving seven eight minutes on us in the fourth quarter when it really matters? We look tired. We're, we're doing these arm tackles late in games. Like we're tired. Like these guys should be fresh. If anything, for if we're gonna try to justify the rotation, they should be playing well in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I totally agree. Crazy. Man. Yeah, I mean, like, and then, like, yeah, the drives seem like they take forever. I mean, it's just they, they're, and they just ground and pound and pound and pound and can't get off the field on third down penalties and all that stuff. I mean, I, I wonder the rotations. Like they, they, like Joiner, I saw, I think something where he played like every snap. Yeah, he didn't come like, off the field. Is, he played every single is, snap. Why is Joiner perfect quarterback rating against him? Yep. <laughs> and he, and he can't. But, and you but, sign Whitehead to tackle. And he misses, and he misses Boyd, and then he goes fifty-five yards again on a third down. I mean, it's just primetime said something that was very important. Primetime said there's no accountability, there's no urgency. That's the problem. And that, and listen, when you when you keep saying changing culture, you change culture by by changing every aspect of it. Listen, as as a person, Bob, I know you're young, so I'm going to say this to you. Primetime, you're a little young too, but I'm a little older. So as you grow as a man, you change yourself, you change actions, things you do as you go through high school, college, growing in your life. You know what I'm saying? You change, you adapt to to life. 
know what I'm saying? And the problem mm-hmm. with this team is they're talking about changing culture. They want to change things, but it's a process. So, and they keep telling us, well, you got to trust the process. You can't trust a process that's been broken for fucking 69, since 669. You yeah. have not seen growth. There's no urgency. The owner's not saying, listen, y'all need to fucking win or you're going to be out of here. You know what I'm saying? All yeah. he says is, well, let's give them time. That's why the stadium is empty. That's why fans don't yeah. want to come to games no more. That's why you don't want to buy merchandise because it hurts. Like, yeah, we have a true fan. This, this, this is one of the best fan bases, man, in football. And we have been given nothing. You know what I'm saying? We've been given nothing to be excited about. And yet Bugs. we're still here on a fucking Tuesday. Last, que- last question before we let you go because I want to yeah. get a lot of people on tonight. What's your level of concern with Zach Wilson coming back between the state of the offensive line, him kind of being viewed as the savior right now? Like, what's your level of concern as far as what he's walking into? I mean, he's he's walking into a – I mean, it's he's not walking into a good situation. And you guys said it last night in the live stream. Like, it seems like we do this all the time with every quarterback. It's like this – it's like it's just the same road we're going down. Like, we've seen this before. That's what's so frustrating about it. But – you know, to really touch on Wilson, I mean, I, here's the thing. Like, I'm excited to see what he can do. You know, I'm, I'm glad he's out there. I can't watch, you know, statue of Flacco anymore. I just I just can't do it. Um, you know, he had the two great minutes against the Browns. That was all cool. None, no more of him. But, I mean, I, you know, with, with, with Wilson, like, I'm excited <coughs> to see what he can do with the mobility. Here's my big issue, though, is, like, there's a difference between him using his mobility and him running for his life. If he's running for his life on Sunday – it's going to be a mess, and if he gets sacked and re, it's going to be it's going to be a mess. So yep. you got to hope that this offensive line gets figured out. I mean, he's he's How? got a lot of pressure on him already. He now has to, you know, like you mentioned, it's almost like he has to be the savior now. You know, only three games at four games into the season, um, but I mean, you're going to expect you got to expect some rustiness a little bit. I mean, what are they going taking him through flight school? Right, that's what Sal <laughs> said. So he's he's got you're going to have to expect some rustiness. But I, I believe in Wilson. I do. I, I believe in him. I, I liked what I saw out of last year. I saw you know you saw some good things in training camp. I know the preseason game wasn't good. You know, prior to him getting hurt. But I mean, I believe in him. I hope you know they can get the tight ends involved more. He utilized Conklin a lot in training camp. So yep. hopefully they can get him involved more because Conklin's just just been a bunch of garbage time with him. But um, I, don't know, I just hope the offense flows. I mean, and then the offense line, I mean, you got to protect him because he's coming off an injury. And if he gets hurt like he did against New England last year, it's going to be a mess. So they got to figure it out. Really do. Because if you let Trubisky throw for 300 yards this week, Oldbrick oh. better not be on that flight. Don't even call. Yeah. Listen, don't Forget even watch Oldberg. Monday. Solid. If he oh. throws for 300 yards, don't even watch the show Monday because I promise you, <laughs> Tyson will be in rare form. Great catching yeah. up with you, man. Always, yeah. man. You Have too. a good week. Talk to you later, yeah. man. You too. Thanks for having me on. Be good. Too, it's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. 
Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Shout out to everybody in Florida. Hope you guys are staying safe through this hurricane. Thoughts and prayers with all you guys. Stay safe out there. Yo, listen. Yo, seriously, man. Be careful out there, man. It's... It's gonna be. They just said it's gonna be ugly. So dropping the link for anybody that doesn't have it. Damn, I'm starting to realize like all the work that Tyson has to do between the comments, managing the link. This Tyson's the MVP, man. You know what I'm God saying? Damn. All right, we're gonna go to somebody that we haven't talked to in a while. Yo, Trav. Hey, what's up? Fellas? Oh, what's going on, OG? What's How you up, been, man? Guys, man, bro, I've been working extremely hard. I don't know. Last time I talked to you guys, I was moving back to New York and I'm running a tree company with my dad. So there's a lot that goes into that day to day. Um, But um, it's great to see you guys. Obviously, not under these circumstances, but I I did want to bounce some stuff off you guys and just let you know. Let me ask you real quick. Let me just real quick with with your tree company, with you and your dad. Do you allow Mm -hmm. like six to seven miscommunications per day? Like, is that acceptable for you guys? (laughs) Somebody died doing that. Somebody hurt doing that. Do you have higher standards? Tyrone's right. It's dangerous work, man. A lot of people don't understand. People die in that line of work. Someone died getting popped out of a cherry picker truck like two weeks ago. But um, no. But it's. Yeah, I respect what you do. My my good friend of mine and his pop do the same thing, bro. Yeah, you know, I really respect. Be careful, bro. That yo, that's appreciate a that, man. Thank you. Yeah. Job, bro. It's a lot that goes into it, but it, it's interesting sure. you say that because it pretty much communication is what you know avoids those things, and that starts with leadership. And the biggest issue I have right now, gentlemen, is with the coaching. If you look at the lack of discipline with JFM's penalty for absolutely no reason, falling on the quarterback at the end of the play, Corey Davis doing what he did on that play. Just things that are outside of football that are just directly related to coaching. Not even talking scheme, which has been awful. I have a tremendous issue with our D-line being paid like they're top five and we're in the bottom five. You can't invest that much money in a unit and get that level of production and expect to win games. You just can't. I mean, people are talking about like the O-line gelling, whatever. We have to be realistic. We are in trouble right now. This team is in trouble. The defense is in disarray. They're having miscommunication issues with the coach. And Quinnen looks like he's getting ready to cry arguing with the coach. He's so fired up and emotional with what's going on. O-line looks terrible. I mean, I I just don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And, again, it it stems with coaching. What do you guys think it stems from? I don't think it's talent. Garrett Wilson looks phenomenal. I don't either. You know, like we have guys on the outside like, you know, Sauce who are competing and shutting guys down like Jamar Chase. Quincy Williams makes a play on a strip fumble. I don't believe it's talent. 
we, we were talking about this last night. The the defense just looks way too vanilla for it to be so complicated that there's so many miscommunications. Like they, they don't do any exotic blitzes. They're not like, you know, disguising coverages in any kind of crazy way. Like there, there's nothing complicated about this defense for it to like be fucking up the way it is. I think what they're doing, I, th- I think to me, it, to me, listen, it, it's, it's, I think they're overcomplicated. So the guys are unplaying fast. They're just thinking before they make moves. That's, that's causing mistakes. And that's and, the opposite and, of what Salah said he wanted. Ex- ex- exactly. exactly. And Travis, and yes. Travis, I'm going to be, Travis, I'm going to be completely honest with you, man. It's, it's, it's def- to me, it's definitely coaching. Listen, mm-hmm. everybody, everyone that realized, man, this is the most talent we've had, bro, since Easy. I'm going to say 2010, 2015. Am I, am I, am I exaggerating a little bit? No. Nah. I'm right. So exactly. So so it has to be coaching because listen, I could I could accept one part of our team not playing well and if the offense wasn't doing well with Zach being out, I could accept that. But the defense not being able to hold their own, bro, is bothering the shit out of me, man. I mean, listen, Tyrone, you just said it. Like like PT's right in the actual scheme being very vanilla, but the issue is is they're having three or four checks each yep. play. And you can't have three or four checks yep. each play when your linebacker's not Fred Warner. The guy said it himself yep. at a presser. What are we doing? We really should be focused on leveraging the D-line, getting pressure, and letting our guys do their thing one-on-one because I believe DJ Reed and Sauce Corner are premier cornerbacks. From what I've seen from these dudes, they play great one-on-one coverage. Those guys are for real. And that's and, what's crazy. We got we got two shutdown corners right now, and we can't figure the rest out. Not, we, we, can't, we can't tackle. We can't get to the quarterback. No, but we're not, blitz, we're not blitzing, and, and this is the problem. I, I understand. Listen, don't get me wrong. I understand what Salah wants to do. He wants to get there with four and make it impossible for you to beat him. The problem is we're not getting that, man. That's nope. the issue. It's not working. We're not winning with so, four. Nope. Exactly. And then on your back end, like you got two shutdown corners, but you have one – one and a half safety. You have a half a safety back there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Basically. Listen, there's no listen, and this this is what goes back to the peanut getting cut and everything else. You knew you were making a mistake when you when you when you went with Jordan. You knew this. This is listen. He's played awful. This is his third game of playing bad. What are you gonna do? Keep letting it go. <laughs> Six percent hurricane, baby. Better than none. Let's go. Chats revving up. Crazy, no, but I, the, the thing is, is that people are bringing up Joe Douglas when it comes to the offensive line. And you can't you can't say that he doesn't have his hand in the personnel. But also, how much is he fitting into Salah's scheme? Like, I'm not saying Douglas is obviously the solution, but I believe right now the problem is obviously the coaching. And he did hire Salah. So, you know, I, I don't believe that he's the guy. I know you guys were saying, look, I'm not calling for his head. I openly questioned it last year because I know what my eyes tell me. And I know when you make comments like I'm not here to motivate the guys and my guys come out flat every fucking game, every game we come out like we have no life, like we're zombies. I don't know if you guys saw the, the recent episode of Rick and Morty with the night person looking like absolute zombies every game. That's how we look. That's how we look every game. So at this point, I don't believe that it can change unless we change the coaching. Jags were smart to realize Urban was garbage year one. We have to recognize when we don't have the guy and kick him to the curb and utilize what we have because we're and not that, going anywhere with this dude. And, and and that's something that's bothered me back-to-back training camps, just being there for a few days. Like there, there, yeah. There's no intensity. It, it doesn't seem like the team's really working. They're not getting ready to play football. Like yeah, You said some it, days it, it didn't it, look it, like they practice. It, no, dude, like they, they, they go through walkthroughs. It's all about communication. Yeah. It's all about staying healthy, not getting hurt. There's rarely, if any, tackling at all. Like I, I know some of that's like, you know, the, the PA stuff, but 
there are other teams I, I know for a fact, like we've been to other practices. You know, we watched the Redskins a couple of years ago. Other teams run practices that are a lot more physical than what yeah. we've seen the last two years. So there's just no excuse. It's, it's like Tyrone said, you take Fant and you move him from left to right to left to right repeatedly. You don't allow anybody to get any kind of continuity in a position and a portion of the team where that's one of the most important characteristics, being able to trust the guy to your left and right. And now he's injured. And now we're just, again, we're back to square one. It's just a turn. It's just an, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm at a loss for words. Um, it, it's a tr- listen, 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 listen. Uh, you're killing it, bro. Listen, you're absolutely correct. And this is what this is what frustrated fans are feeling. So you're looking at the situation like, and, and this is gonna be the biggest mistake they're gonna make, right? So when fan comes back and or or Brown comes back, the, yeah, you know, what you now? Sit Mitchell. It makes sense to sit Mitchell. It makes no logical sense to touch that kid. Let that yeah, kid he's do. Playing it. Well. He's earned the right. He's earned the right to be there. This is the mm-hmm. problem. Fan earned the right to be a left tackle from the beginning. And you should have just told Beckton real talk. Listen, bro, he held it down. We're giving it to him. You can't move this man from that. Beckton situation right, was so right. mishandled. And, PT and, and Tyson said terrible. he was hurt, dude. He's Yo, fucking laboring through training camp, and, and they still keep him out there. What are we doing? Yo, That's coaching. Get, That's coaching. Then get mad at Fant for his play. Like, listen, I'll talk about the line. I'm not gonna talk about Fant. I'm not gonna say nothing negative about him. Even he was a team he was, player. Yo, listen, exactly. even though he did what they asked him to do. Who who, no, who, did, who in fairness also deserved a contract based off the way he played last absolutely. year. Absolutely. You could argue and, that he should have been extended. And I'm not gonna right. and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna attack a man who 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 has played poorly, but it's your fault he played poorly. You yeah. can't ask who the fuck can adjust from going to the right side, back to the left, back to the right, and back to the left, and tell me I'm gonna play at a Pro Bowl level. How is that possible? Even average. And wonder why know. we have and wonder why we have no continuity on our line. This is the problem. So yeah. you tell you should make a decision. As a coach, you make a decision. When Beckton came in, I would have I said, look, man, Fent my left tackle. Period. I'm not moving him. You bring in Brown, I'm not moving Fent for Brown. Oh. I'm gonna say, look, Brown, you play right tackle, or I'm gonna go get me a right tackle. What I'm gonna do. You know what I'm saying? I want to. That should have been the approach originally. I, like I forgot I who mentioned it on stream. Get a right tackle, not a left tackle, and then make Fant move again. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if we see dumb. either of them the rest of the year. You're so, right. No, I, well, Can I you blame him? If you're Fant, would you come back prime time? Yeah, I, he's already hurting his value listen, on the market. He's already hurting himself. You haven't paid me. I can't blame you don't him. Don't want to pay. You don't want to pay me. I can't. You he's got to be healthy. Yo, he just lost ten to twelve million dollars. He just lost that. He just lost that. Off top. He lost 10 easily. So you're telling me I'm going to come back and fight? I'm going to come back and fight for a team who won't pay me, who has mistreated me, and he's been nothing but a stand-up guy. Man, that's bullshit. Yeah, you're right. Could have trashed him in the media. Come on, bro. No, it's bad. Gentlemen, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was awesome speaking to you guys. Enjoy the rest of your night. Yo, call more often, man. We miss you, baby. (laughs) Yeah, nah, it was good to be on. I got to come back on next time with Tyson. That's my dog. Yeah, no doubt. Yo, you already know that. You already know that. Be you good, too, man. man. Yeah, that's a great call, man. Great call. Caller's on fire already, so let's go to Charles. Hello. Thomas Charles. Mr. Serkin. Pleasure to meet you, you both. How you doing, man? First time caller? Yes, sir, I am. I've been subscribed to your channel for a couple of years now. I should have subscribed to your channel earlier. I apologize. No, it's all good, man. Glad uh, you found you good, us. Man? How you doing, man? How you feeling, man? Good. I'm. Uh, by the way, nice Mets hat. Even I'm a Yankees fan. I'm glad the Mets are doing well this year. I'm still hoping Judge breaks the record. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, not like that. Everybody's waiting for that. Uh, listen, man. 
I remember so many of us Jet fans were so happy for the hire of Robert Sala. Now it's coming up to bite us in the fucking ass. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm, I'm not going to hate Robert Sala, the person, but I'm starting to dislike the coach. And I, I've been a huge, I'm sorry to interrupt. I've been really. a huge supporter of Joe Douglas. I think he has the right attitude, the right mindset. He has a great eye for talent, something our previous general managers lack. Especially, cough, cough, John Edzik, cough, cough. Um, but the damn thing is, you know, I don't, for, um, I'm sorry, I'm mumbling my words up. No, you're good, man. We haven't had a fucking true left tackle since the Brigashawn Ferguson retired. I know the Brigashawn Ferguson wasn't the greatest left tackle ever, but God damn it, in my opinion, damn he's good. a borderline Hall of Famer. This hey, guy's consistent, man. Missed one snap. Years. Ten missed fucking one years and only missed, missed one, one, snap. One, snap. Missed one snap. One snap. One snap. One snap. One snap. One snap. My bad. One snap. And ten one years. Snap. Ten fucking years. And he played on some shitty New York Jets teams during his tenure. Yep. But he didn't want. And of course, you know who also deserves consideration for the Hall of Fame? My boy who just got inducted to Ring of Honor on Sunday, Nick fucking Mangle. Oh, you know, I gotta give Mike Tannenbaum some respect. For him to draft a Hall of Fame caliber successor to a Hall of Fame center in Kevin yes, Mawine, that's yes, rare sir. to do. Yes, that's fucking rare. And I know, um, look, I, I don't hate Connor McGovern. I think he's a decent player, but he's not the guy. We need. Nope. I was one of those Jet fans that wanted uh, what the fuck's his name? Oh Linderbaum. God! Yes, I wanted yeah. Linderbaum so fucking yeah. bad because he was great coming out of Iowa. And I also wanted that other, that fucking monster from Minnesota, Falele. Yeah. And the oh, Ravens yeah. took his ass, too. Yeah. Going back to what you said about Salah, I feel like that's where a lot of the fans are at right now. Where like, we like him, we want to root for him. He seems like a good dude, you know, a guy that you'd want to go to the bar with, grab a beer with. But as far as the X's and O's, being a coach that can hold his players accountable, making game adjustments, all that, like the team just doesn't look prepared. Like for, for, only- a de- for a defensive specialist, the, the defense is getting walked all over in the first quarters and on third downs. They look terrible. There's no pass. I there. know, and we paid so much money. I'm not going to call Carl Lawson a bum because he had a pretty productive career with the Bengals, but to me, he has yet to – I'm not going to give up on Carl Lawson. He's not on the contract though right now, is he? Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's not. He's not playing. Listen, he's not. He's doing the same thing. I feel like he's doing yeah. the same thing he did in Cincinnati, where he's getting pressures, you know, according to the stat sheet. But is he's he really not getting impact, sacks. Is he, was, he really but, impacting the but, game though? But listen, we knew. Listen, we we knew that coming in, and then I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I guess I guess we over. I guess we looked at him getting pressure as being close enough to be there. But I'm gonna say this right here. I think, and I, and I think you're absolutely correct. The problem is that we're getting out coach, and I keep saying this, man. We're getting out coach, and, and that is the problem. And that goes to this comment right here. I mean, the, the yeah, impact JP, of a good you coach, are 100 correct, my man. I mean, um, I completely agree with oh, that. You, you can sense, JP. you can sense when the culture is shifting. Yep, and the, the culture here it, it looks the same as the the past decade. Yep, no, because he sold, he sold us a dream, and it, it, and it speaks volumes that three weeks into the season, you already have players that are, are asking for a meeting to to get on the same page with communications. That's but he's so he, it's him though. Listen, if he would have came out and said, "Yo, I'm going to hold guys accountable. I'm going to make guys," you know what I'm saying? The one thing that we know we needed consistency. He doesn't offer that. 
And that's the problem. He can say that, but when we're watching on the tape, when we're watching JFM make a mistake like that, we watch, you know what I'm saying? We're watching Davis make a mistake like that, and there's no accountability. We're watching the offensive line for the way they play, watching our defensive line get no pressure. This is the problem because you're not holding these guys accountable. There's no way, and I'm sorry, because I, I had someone getting to me, send me a direct message about, about my comments about Reed, and I'm going to stand on this, and I hope you listen tonight. That you can't get mad with Reed for saying the truth. He he comes from a winning organization. See, you can't you can't change the culture. He's from two winning and, organizations. Exactly. And bring, and Miners and exactly. Yep. And bring a guy in who is used to winning, who is not who doesn't have a loser mentality. That's the problem. Guys should be held accountable, and he spoke on it. That's the truth. That's what we asked for. That's this that's accepted. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Now, what I was going to say to you was my dad and I talked about this while we were watching, uh, I think either it was the Broncos game or the Giants game last night. I understand Todd Bowles wasn't a great coach, but... At least the players played for him. That's true. And in Todd, Todd Bowles' biggest issue is that they would green. collapse in the fourth quarter. They would they, yeah. they would play competitively for like 50 minutes, and in the last 10 minutes, they'd collapse. Yeah, that's true, but hear me out. The problem with Todd Bowles was Mike McCagney was garbage. He made a lot of bad draft picks in free agencies. And two, yep. once Chan Gailey retired, we didn't have a great offensive coordinator. Yep, that's it. That's Chan it. Gailey, if you remember first year, he, he, had three, he had three offensive coordinators in four years. In 2016, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick became Ryan Fitzpatrick. But in his first year, the Jets for the first time since what fucking, excuse my language, 1998. No problem here, man. He had a 1,000-yard <laughs> rusher and two 1,000-yard receivers. Yep, absolutely. And that's what happened. It was downhill. Like, listen, everyone complained about Bowles, but listen, at the end of the day, if Bowles had as much talent as we have right now, we'll be a winning team, period. I, I like Bowles. I didn't if hate Rex, If Rex had this team right now, we'd be a winning team. Correct? Am I lying? Well, okay. Game, the games will be more competitive. Rex Ryan, I will be brutally honest. I'm going to get ahead a lot of hate from Jets fans, but I got to be for real, brother. I got to be for real. Rex Ryan had a personality of a ham, but I wasn't 
crazy about his coaching techniques. To me, if you look at his first two seasons, a lot of the players came from Eric Mangini. Thomas Jones, Tony Richardson, Damian yeah, Woody. The first two years of success were all built off the Mangini and, and Tannenbaum teams. He never. And built then it when he started own. bringing his own guys, the team went downhill. Hey, like listen, in hey, 2012. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Listen, the we're, game, we're, man, not, we're not going down the Rex Ryan path tonight. I'm not doing I, I'm, it. I'm keeping, Tyson, I'm Tyson did not appreciate this. <laughs> I mean, the, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. <laughs> no, no, you're good, man. You're good. But I will say this, though. The players, for the most part, did play for Rex because they liked his personality. He was a player's coach. But he wasn't a coach coach to me. He was more of a cheerleader than an actual coach to me. Now, what I will say is this, that um, I'm trying to think now. And as far as, we did have a good defense with Rex. We did. For the most part, we did. But what pissed me off about Rex was the defense would collapse after a while. Like, we would start playing great, and then we'd give up these fourth-quarter leads. That's what pisses me and my dad. Like, what the hell? Like, I'll never forget in 2012, we were at New England. Mark Sanchez was going for over 300 yards, and then he decides to bring in Tebow. Remember that shit? That was a fucking fiasco. But, but, you're right, but listen, let's get back Let's, let's, let's get back to modern time. So let me ask you a question. Do, do you think the problem with Salah can be fixed by the end of the season, or we'll find out who he is by the end of the season? <sighs> to be honest with you, I'm starting to see who Robert Salah is. I think... He's not the guy. And I, to be brutally honest with you, the way this team has been coached, the only, there are two things I like about this coaching staff. Well, three. One is Leon Washington, who used to play for the Jets. You got you got 30 seconds. We got a lot of callers. Two, Miles Austin, our wide receivers coach. And one, our special teams coordinator, Brent Boyer. Why would Brent Boyer be the coach, man? Listen, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't survive three regimes. God, Lee, that man still got the job, bro. Good call, man. Hey, nice to hear from you. Pleasure to meet you guys. Support. Stay good safe. Night, Have a good you one, too, man. Bro. Uh, he was hype, man. He was like, let's go. My bad, Prime Time. He can't tell. We ain't dissing Rex, man. I ain't, I ain't having that. Hold on. There was a super chat up here that I missed. God damn it. This is what Tyson deals with. The, the comments come in so quick, and then, like, once they refresh on the bottom, it, it's impossible to find. I hear it is. Could I ask if Steve is ever coming back to the stream? Yes, you may. And Steve actually will be back right now. Hey, guys. Steve! Steve! What's going on, you guys? How you guys doing tonight? What's Did you guys up? make up yet? You better this week? Yeah, we, yeah, man. I'm all good, man. Listen. Listen, you know, first off, you know, wanted to say hello to everybody in the chat. You know, apologies to everybody from last week. Just was a little bit fired. Just a I had a little bit of you fire in my stomach, but, you know, you everything's all cool. But, you know, you guys made a lot of good points about, like, the situation okay. with this team right now. You know, listen, I do like Coach Sala, but he needs to do better, okay? Like, he's got to hold players accountable. Like, what he says in his press conferences on Monday, you know, listen, I understand where he's coming from, but he's got to realize that, you know, he's got to, like, put a fire under the players. On, under the players. 
And Tyler a lot, a lot of talk about fires. Tyson tonight. made a good point was I, from the stream from last night. You know, I want to watch competitive football. You know, a full sixty-minute game. Like I don't want the game to be over at halftime. I don't want the game to be over in the third quarter. I don't want the game to even be over like after the first half. We gotta play a full sixty minutes. And, and the thing is, what really upset me about Sunday's game was. The, the horrible penalties that we had where we could have had the defense get off the field or we could have had a chance to score a touchdown. What John Franklin Myers did, what Corey Davis did, Corey Davis should have been put on the bench after from what he did. There was no need to do that. I understand it's the, it's football and, you know, you're, you're, you know you're, you're stressed out. You know it's a long game. And I know you have a lot of emotions, but you can't take emotions out like that. Like yeah, you could you could put your emotions out when you're standing up for your team, but not when you're when you're costing penalties and having your chance to not score. So you know, and I'll just say one last thing before you guys start talking. Connor McDermott sucks. Okay, okay? McDermott is horrible, and that's my biggest fear about going into Sunday's game <sighs> when Wilson returns. So, guys, go ahead. I got a question for you, Steve. So, how do you feel about the? The, the lack thereof of being prepared with the offensive line. Like, what, what is your what is your assessment of what's going to happen with the line right now? My situation is with the offensive line is, is that I, I'm really, really nervous about that left side. Like, I, I'm really nervous because if McDermott does start on Sunday, I mean, even though the, the, the Steelers are going to be without T.J. Watt on Sunday because he's obviously still on IR with the pec injury, it, it's just – I don't. I, I. It's just the left side worries me, Tyrone. It absolutely worries me. And, and the thing is, is that and if Zach comes back, I'm worried that 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 a Steeler player is going to come in and smack him onto the ground. I feel you on that one. Profile? Smack him. Damn. <laughs> See, yeah. out, out, out of everything that we've talked about with Salah right now, between you know holding players accountable, you know some of the quotes that he's given, you know with allowing all these miscommunications, the X's and O's, the lack of pressure. Like, what's your biggest concern with Salah right now? You know, the biggest concern that I have with Salah is is that you know, like I want Salah and Jeff Ulbrich, who I still think sucks as the defensive coordinator. What I need Salah to do is is try to bring that defensive thing that he had in San Francisco into that thing with New York. Like, that where thing. was Steve, that? but you, Steve, what's but that you. Thing? Wait, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? What's that thing? Like, 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 put the pressure on the quarterback. Like, like, obviously, we haven't been. I mean, okay, Lawson is putting the pressure on, but he hasn't been able to finish by getting the sacks. Like, we got to finish plays. And the problem is what's even worse is that our third down defense has been terrible. Like, listen, first down and second down has been good. Third down has been terrible. Well, Steve, Steve, listen, that, that's the problem right there, man. Listen, you, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't come with San Francisco situation. We don't have the same kind of players on defense. That's that's the problem. And that's the issue. He's not getting there with four. He mm -hmm. has to he has to come up with a different kind of plan. And and everyone keeps saying that Aubrey is the problem. Couldn't Salah be the problem as well? Because he has to be sitting in those meetings. At some point, you gotta understand what the scheme is and what's going on. We we also we also need to, and hopefully, because apparently we already know that Quincy Williams is gonna miss a couple of games now. Least, we we yeah. got we gotta get Bryce Huff dressed for games. Like, I think if we put Bryce Huff in the lineup, I really, 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 really think 
that that could really help our pass rush because I that drives him. me nuts, dude. Oh. He's the one guy that has that like elite kind of speed coming off the edge. Like he can get there if you're only going to send four if you don't want to blitz. I mean, what's the issue? Yeah. But yeah, but the thing is, though, I still don't understand why Bryce Huff is always inactive. I really don't understand that. But the other thing is, you know, going into this game is, I mean, this Sunday coming up, I'm actually, when I watch this game this Sunday, I'll be watching the game with my little brother. My little brother's a Steelers fan, so him and and I are going to be watching that game together. How old is he? Uh, He's 25. Oh, all right. Somebody's uh, Kevin, you happy. remember meeting him a few years ago at the tailgate when the yeah, Jets right. the Steelers? Remember he was the one that wore the Bumblebee jersey? Yes, I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah. Tyson looked at looked him like and, said, and said to him, Steve, your little brother is wearing one of the worst NFL jerseys that ever existed into the NFL. And I told him, hey, listen, that was one of his favorite jerseys. So, Steve. you know, listen, hey, guys, thank you so much for having me on tonight. I really, really appreciate uh, always it. Always a pleasure with you, Steve, and say goodbye to your fans, man. Tell everybody uh, hi. Right, so thank you, guys, everybody. Have a good night, guys. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Have a good night, man. Uh, Darren, save us. Yo, from down under. G'day, gentlemen. I had a little sleeping dog here I was going to show you to bring the spirits of the uh, <laughs> the show up, but he, he buggered off. He went to the toilet, I think. I'll see if I can get him back in a sec. Um. Boys, come on. I think I'm going to be a bit of a contrarian here today because uh, oh, no. not being a, a Jets fan, I have a little bit of a different take uh, about the Jets' fortunes over the last few weeks. So when I was in the military, we used to do like after every after every mission and they would have an after-action report. And when you do your leadership training, they used to say, you need to debrief your subordinates in the bathtub effect. So you start good, you go bad, and then you end on a good note. And it keeps everybody like invested. You already sound excited. like Coach Sala. that's that's the most offensive thing i've ever heard because if i because if i was if i was coaching that team let it be known that the players would hear from me regularly with a raised voice but anyway back to my my point so the thing that i i think is that sometimes is getting glossed over and i know let me caveat this i don't get to tell jets fans how to feel about their team i'm just an outsider looking in and giving my 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 two cents, but Dad, what I want to say is, is, well, I appreciate that, Tyrone. I appreciate that. Hi, Elmo. What's happening? How's Sesame Street? <laughs> um, yeah, back to what I was saying. So, the Jets have averaged twenty points a game, and I know that sounds ridiculous because if you take away the the fourteen points in the Cleveland game, it brings it back down to about fourteen. But the thing that I, I want to sort of like point to is that you've got into at least scoring position to get those field goals, right? The good teams in the league, they turn those threes into seven. The average teams or the poorer teams, they have to settle for field goals. And if you look on the weekend, I think it was that that pass to Elijah Moore, you know, like a catch there, that's an extra four points. That maybe changes the context of the game a little bit going into the half, gives the team a bit more confidence, blah, 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 et cetera. Everything is all said. So I think... From a, from a positive way of looking at it is that you've got into scoring positions and now it's just a matter of getting those threes into sevens. And maybe with the new quarterback coming back, Zach, maybe that would just be the difference that tip you over the edge to get you to 20, 24 points. And he's in the games a lot more. Like I heard a, a stat on the weekend and I can't remember what it was, but they said that I think it was the last 26 games the Jets have not 
<laughs> the Jets game. have not led it led a game like in the first half in the last twenty six or something. Apart from something apart from half. apart from week one of two thousand seventeen or something. Probably. I had to rewind. I was like, is that true? Like Jesus Christ. But anyway, so now to the now to the uh, the bad, unfortunately, and. Yeah, well, no, that that is a very good point, and that was what I was saying before: is that the better teams are able to turn those chances into touchdowns. Um, I think it was that pass to Brees Hall where he dropped it and Flacco threw it behind him. That would have been a big game. Um, that's just the difference between elite teams and, and the poor teams, See, especially in the well, quarterback what, position. What you're saying isn't wrong, though, but I hate that it that same message is coming from Solid, though. Like he said, no, it shouldn't be. Oh, you know, we're, we're a play here. We're a play there. A miscommunication here. Like, no, like at at some point there's got to be higher standards for more competitive football. Like we're getting. Yeah. And I, and I agree with you. And that segues perfectly into my bad stuff. But, but we feel like this though, this, this, this is the point that bothers more than anything. It's like, you know, you're watching all this talent you watch how we accumulate all these talents. And then it's, it's, it's on the field. It's not that. What happened? Darren, where'd you go? He's back. I'm back. Okay. Yeah. No, no. So yeah. you, 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 we're not watching that talent. You know, we, we know we are a talented team, but you're not watching it. You're never getting a, a complete game. We're never getting, you know, and that, and listen, we're not asking for 10 wins. Or we, you know, we should really aim the bar low, but can, you know what I'm saying? Good quality football is what we're not receiving. And that, and that's just the whole issue. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, it, it becomes repetitive, man. It, it starts to, you know, to add up. And when your coach is telling you, man, a play here, a play there, that doesn't matter. You know, listen, if your sister had ball, she'd be your brother. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't yeah. want to keep hearing about if, if this could have, that would have happened, if he would have did this, that doesn't work in life. So we want to see results, man. That's the biggest issue we have. Go ahead, bro. No, I hear you, and and that goes into like the bad stuff. Is like for me, it's just it's just the coaching. Like you guys were talking about it yesterday. I've come on here before and parroted about identity, identity, identity. The team just doesn't seem to like week to week. And I understand you've got a scheme for different defenses, right? But there just doesn't seem to be any foundation in which the Jets stand on. Like I don't want to talk about the Browns because they're not world beaters, and I copped a lot of shit last time I was on in the in the chat about me saying the Browns are going to the Super Bowl. I never said that. But one thing you know is they're going to run the ball. Yep. That and is their foundation of success. They, and don't and care if you're going to stop them. And don't, listen, they don't care if you know what they're going to do. They don't give two shits. They're going to this run is what the I, football. Yeah. It's powerful football. That's right. So you, that's what I'm exactly. saying. Like when I, when, yep. when I watch the Jets, it's like what they did against Cleveland, I have to give them a lot of credit for. Like, it looked like, oh, that, this is really good. They've schemed up to avoid miles and the pass rush, et cetera. And I was expecting to see something similar this week, but it was a c- completely different. I was like, what are they doing? Like, why are they going away from something that was successful the week before and now completely flipping the script to now feature the backs? It's like you were doing something so well, and especially when your offensive line is so beat up, it's like, why are you adding more pressure on these guys? They're playing out of position. They're playing hurt. Why are you changing? Like, succeed with your foundational strength first and then worry about everything else. And that is what the better teams and the better coach teams do. And, like, no, I don't think you're – I don't – I think he's – I believe you are overreacting a little bit. And I'll, I'll say why when I get to the – to the next bit but I think that the coaching for me and not only that it's like like you said it's like 
they look like, Salah looks like his public comments and his demeanour on the sideline looks like he did hasn't figured out that he's going to be questioned everything he does. And I understand internally, you you guys have said it. You guys said it. Internally, there's a conversation. So internally, you're having the conversation like I am. Hey, guys, we're getting into scoring position. It's one play here. It's one play there. It's blah, 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 et cetera. Publicly, you come out and you say, and it's all fake. We know it's all fake. Come out and say what the fucking, you you expect the fans want to hear. It's like, it isn't good enough. We've got to tie up the miscommunication. Guys aren't going to play, all that sort of crap. But I know you've got heaps of callers that are Jets fans and probably deserve to be on better than me. But the last thing I want to say is I've got you genuinely in the, in, with a chance in five of the next eight games. Patriots are missing Daniel Jones in the next two games. He's out for like six weeks. So I've got you a chance there. I've got you a chance against the Steelers. I've got you a chance against the Broncos. And that's and, and the Bears. I think you he's, go, he's a chance. You want to go through the head coaching matchups in those games or no? I don't care about the coaches. I care about the guys on the maybe, field. Maybe Nathaniel Hackett. We have a chance. Yeah. You're missing Daniel Jones. Hey, yeah. boys, I'm trying to do a bathtub here. I'm trying to do stuff. <laughs> good. Go to the bad and end on the book. Good. I can't go, all right, well, you're all fucked and you're going to win one more game for the rest of the season. That's that's not how a bathtub works. That, that's called a slippery slide, I think, Kev. Hey, Darren, right here, bro. We've been on that slippery slide I, for two years. I know long, if you want a Cleveland fan, you'd be a Jeff fan, bro. We love you to death, man. I am a Jet fan. I mean, look, yeah, I I am a Jet fan. I lie to myself every morning, but I just can't do it anymore. (laughs) But you saw saw what it's like to be a Browns fan last week, man. (laughs) (laughs) That was so bad. I I was like, I get up at 3 a.m. in the goddamn morning. Yeah, Yeah, I'm like, I'll wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning to watch this shit. At least you guys get to watch it at 1 o'clock in the afternoon and when the game's finished, it's like 4 o'clock Sunday and you get to like, I get to wake up at three o'clock in the morning, watch nonsense, and then spend all day just like stewing on it. It's terrible. But Yo, that's I go, horrible. It's horrible, man. It's horrible. But hey, horrible, it's all bro. good. Um, last thing before I go, shout out to Miles Garrett. Seems like he's just got a strained shoulder and a strained, uh, strained uh, pec muscle. So thankfully, he's alive after that that crash. Um, things are more important than football. Um, I don't know much about hurricanes and stuff, but good luck to everybody who's in Florida. I hope uh, you and your families all come out of it healthy. And the rest of you, good luck on the weekend. Peace. Have a good one, bro. Have a good night, man. Hey, prime time. Show show some of the – you're not putting the chat up? What's that? You're not putting the chat up? Am I missing some of the chats? Yeah, I'm not – because I'm not having to go off to see it because I'm not seeing any. Oh, really? I was getting some of them on there. I was trying to find the link again. I lost it for a sec. All right, so we got we got two heavy hitters in the chat right now. After Ooh. the last loss, I, I felt bad because Dan had to follow Joe Cat last time. So I feel like uh, I'll, I'll switch it around this time. I'll let Dan go Joe first, Kett. and then okay. we'll follow it with Joe Cat. Two right. heavy hitters. Dan. What's up, fellas? What's up, bro? How you feeling, man? No jersey tonight? Oh, man. I know nah, Dan pissed. This is about to be a I, problem tonight, I want, baby. I wanted to go with the Steve look. You know what's uh, I mean, no, that's the, hey, they, hey, listen, Tony that's Soprano, not Steve, man. That's Tony <laughs> Soprano, baby. I'm mean, yo, that's Tony. <laughs> oh my god, yo, big ups to freaking Joe Cat, man. I didn't know that you guys had this private chat in the background, dude. Dude, dude's an awesome dude, man. So hopefully, we link up, we get something all together, man. Maybe if you guys come back here to the uh, the jet cave, we can have a huge party. Uh, absolutely, you, you guys absolutely. should come out for the dolphin game. I think Tyson's gonna be there. 
I, I would like to, man, but I'm going to my nephew's wedding, so I nah, unfortunately I can't. Cool, but cool. yo, listen, not for nothing, man. Uh, I said it two weeks ago. Salah is not a coach, man. We've seen this before, not from a Jets perspective. No, we've seen it around the league. The dude is a Gus Bradley clone. And this is what I don't understand about these coaches. Like, they work their ass off their entire years, like all their careers and whatnot. And all of a sudden, they have their opportunity and they become loyal. Why not cut your ties if things aren't working out and level up? Fellas, look, uh, you guys have an amazing channel, right? And now let's bring it there. Like, let's say one of you guys isn't bringing it and you're losing followers. You guys have to switch it up. You guys have to look ahead to bring up what you have. It's the same thing with Robert Sala. He doesn't care. He cares more about people's emotions, about the attachments. And that, unfortunately, is going to be his demise. And now, we, what said, you, we, we said it during the, the coaching, pro, uh, the interview process, too. The Jets needed a CEO, somebody that could oversee everything and be hands-on. And, and Sala does the opposite. He leaves everything to the assistants. Yeah, he doesn't that's coach why I don't, during a game. That's why I don't look at him as a coach. I look at him as a manager. Not like a, a game manager. I look at him as a, a manager at the deli. Hey, I need you five pounds of bologna here and there. I need you to do this. All right, we need this in the inventory. And then hands off. That's what I see Salah as. Someone just like that. He's not going to reprimand anyone. Oh, a sandwich fell on the floor? All right, it's all right. No problem. He don't care. That's it. He's getting his money. What's up? I'm not going to say that, Dan. I, I, I mean, I, I want to... I mean, I want to say this right here. I want to say, listen, I, I think that, you know what I'm saying, and this has been my problem, and because I, I, I've tried to believe in a buy in them. My problem is this. I, I, I thought he was going to be a good coach by being able to motivate men, to lead men, to guide men, to make them walk through a wall from them. My issue with him is this, is that he's getting out coach. And I understand when you hire a first-time coach who comes from a, a coordinator, he's not used to that responsibility. My problem is he's not improving in it. And, that, and that's what you do. You have to be able to improve as a head coach because you see a lot of rookie, a lot of rookie head coaches come in and they might struggle in certain areas, but then they get better. His problem is he's not getting better. And he's making, a, he's double he's doubling is, down on it. That's the problem. This is a great comment too. One of the things that that killed Rex and even Bulls to an extent when when you're loyal yep. to players that aren't playing yeah. well, yep. like that's that's the beginning of the end. So you, you can you motivate. Uh, and again, Tyrone, yes, you're right. You can motivate all you want. He's more of a Tony Robbins than an actual NFL head coach. You know what I mean? Like, there's no X's and O's. Yeah. When the defense is, is doing, like, effed up stuff, he doesn't go to the defense to talk to him going on one knee. He's not even a defensive coordinator, fellas. He's not. He's not. Because what he had in San Francisco, it's plug and play. You have – Great superstars there, and they know what to do. Now, let me bring out one good point here. Now, look at DJ Reed, right, after that game. He, he was like, all right, you know what? We got to change this shit around. All right, so you're like, wow, this guy's like a, a stud. But unfortunately, he's going to learn very soon, just like C.J. Mosley did the past three years or four years. Remember when C.J. Mosley was here? He was flying all over the, the field. Why? Because he came from the Ravens. They, he knew that structure, how it was. But slowly but surely – you're stuck in this rut with the Jets, with these horrible head coaches, horrible environment. There's no accountability. And, and no Sal, Sal even downplayed the comments too. Like it was no big deal. 
Like all the miscommunications are okay. Like that's acceptable yeah, for him. That's the problem. It's the back cool. end. It, 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 listen, that comes from him. See, listen, we're, we're talking, everybody's talking about Arbor, he, he's not doing a good job. Yo, know, listen, you, you're not going to sit here and tell me that there's no fucking way that Salah's not in those meetings on a defensive game plan, bro. You're not going to tell me that. Everyone's like, he needs to do more. It, the scheme is not working. That is the problem. So what do you do when your scheme ain't working? You adjust. That's the problem. In-game adjustment, halftime adjustments. That's what good coaches do. So everyone's saying, well, Salah should be doing this. Listen, you think that he's not sitting in those meetings and he don't understand the game plan? You're crazy. He Dude, knows case, what's going on. You know what? You're on point. But case in point, look at the Jaguars. Look what one good coach can do. I don't know if you guys caught the Chargers game. Absolutely. Listen, absolutely. One good coach. And see, this is the problem with, with, with the Jets trying to find that next guy. I don't care about the next guy. Give me a hard nose, hold you accountable, do your fucking job, or sit the fuck down. Give me that coach. Those are the ones that win. Now, say hold, hold on. People say Belichick's an asshole. He wins because he's an asshole, because he's going to hold you accountable. If you're a superstar, you're not doing your job, and I'm paying you $21 million, guess what? Go sit your ass down. Yep. I'd rather lose my way than win yours. That's what coaching. Feel Without me? a doubt. Like, I mean, one of those comments right there said, yo, Shanahan doesn't go on one knee. It's not about getting on one knee. It's about coaching, talking to your players, tell them, this is not what we practice. Yo, Corey Davis, are you fucking crazy? This is our drive. We're driving. Shit, CBS went on the blue bio screen all of a sudden, and we can't see what's going on. Well, and all of a sudden, the stadium they showed you it. something like that? Honestly, you, you yeah. pushed the entire momentum back. There was a chance to still be in that game, but you made that boneheaded move. And, like, and, Marce and, Marce and Marcel Harris did the same shit a week before we, against we, the Browns. A, a week prior, like exactly. Yeah. Causes 15 yards right there. Special teams, listen, dumb penalty. All, all these things yards. are momentum swings, man. And listen, listen. so I'm not sitting here coming out here saying, like, yo, I expect every player to play great. You know what I'm saying? These are professional athletes, man. So they, they play at a high level. They play at a high level that any, most of the people that's on this show or call in know about. What I'm saying to you is this, though. As a coach, I'm going to – and our coach, primetime coach – I'm yep. going to hold my players accountable, man. Listen, I tell my players, you make a mistake, you make it fast. I don't care if you make a fast mistake. A slow mistake is going to piss me off because you, you, you're you not moving. You're not playing. And, and the problem with the back end, we realized gonna happen when, when, Dude, they, they, they practiced slow. Training camp was slow. Preseason was designed not to get hurt. It's going to happen the they're, first three weeks. They're catching they're up. Not, these other they're teams. not. Exactly. They're, they're not listen, prepared. They're, they're, they're not physical enough. That's the whole problem. Mentally not, and physically, listen, they're not prepared. Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you Period. something. The people were mad about the Quentin Williams thing on the sideline. That's the most hype and aggressive I've seen Quentin since he's been here, bro. Yep. I don't want I, any more nice guys. Give me that but, dog. But, but do you, you agree with like his premise for getting pissed no, off there because the no, coach sent the blitz? I, I, get, I, I, agree, I, I, I agree when he stood up and was barking. Put that on the field. Give me that. Don't give uh, me the listen. Why not get no no why not get in the face of Joyner? Why not get in the face of Whitehead who missed the tackle? You're gonna get in yo, the face listen. of the coach who sent a blitz because yo, you listen. can't get pressure. That that was Again. some weak shit to me. For, I, I, I love Quinn. I love yo, I'm I not, listen, I'm not condoning what weak. he did, but I understand the passion. Show me that because I not haven't passion, seen that stupidity. Bro. No, it's passion, primetime. You're in the heat of battle. You're in the heat of battle. You're in the heat of war. You're gonna question your coaching staff for calling a blitz. It's no, a little because bit you're, because you're we're questioning the coaches' staff. We're questioning the coaches' staff because they're not doing their fucking job. 
So how you it's, we're not field? getting pressure, and they called a blitz. Dan, go ahead. It's a little bit of both. Listen, both of you guys make valid points why Quinn Williams was, was like that. You know what I mean? I mean, you want to see that passion, but it was directed in the in the wrong way. Like, you don't get mad at a at a coach for calling a play. I love the passion. I'm with you, Tyrone. When I saw that, I'm like, you know what? The next drive, he's going to show it. He's going to just bull rush. Take somebody's head off, yeah. But nothing transpired. It was the same old shit. So it's it's the same thing. Again, no accountability. Again, if I go through anything like that, what Salah is doing with no accountability, and I work at a hospital, there's a lot of deaths. But there has to be accountability at every level. Now, listen, let's, let's change it a bit with Zach Wilson coming back. This is a huge test for him. Not how he's going to produce on the field his health, because he's going to be running for his life in this game. It all depends on how well his knee is, how 110% he is. In my opinion, I don't think they're going to clear him this week. I don't think so. Why? Because, again, you signed two new guys this week. You're, they're, they're placing him out there. I would love to see Zach Wilson. But I think they're going to hold him back one more week and trot out this, this geriatric dude that's always drinking and sipping on freaking chugs of Ensure. this statue of a horrendous quarterback that's past his prime. And, again, he shouldn't be playing. It should be Mike White. Enough is enough. Put this other kid in there. The, the Jets are the only organization that – that benches a freaking quarterback that throws for over 450 yards and shit on his first freaking, you know, debut. It's only the Jets, only the shitty organization. Sadly, sadly it wouldn't shock me if you're right. Just based on the state of the offensive line right now, if they're not on IR. It's nope. kind of hard to hey, – with, with what Tomlin can do with that defense. Hey, and one more thing. You know, you know what? It's let's, all, let's, it's all let's about Zach, bro. He's on the gas a little bit. And I'm with you, and I'm going to let you go on this one. Yep. The reason why – the real reason why I don't think he's going to start this week is because of Woody Johnson and his asshole mentality of selling out MetLife, all right? He wa- he cares about dollar bills. That's it. That's all. You're not selling out MetLife with the – listen, you're not selling out MetLife with the product you put on the field. And listen, but now you, you're he right. Sh- he listen. should have no I, say. I, I, don't want, I, don't I, want Zach, I don't want Zach to play, man, just because it was to say the offensive line, man. Like, yo, listen – Yo, and the problem is he's going to come back and he's going to be rusty. You're going to put him out there against a team that has a great pass rush with your line in such shambles. And this is yep. the problem, man. Like, like, I remember weeks ago we were talking about, okay, we're happy the line is good. And we we're back to the same conversation. Man. Yep. This is nuts to me, bro. It's horrible. Oh, Fellas, man. thank you so much for the time. Hey, Yo, Joe Cat, we got to link up, baby. Go Jets. Let's go, baby. Let's win this Sunday. Let's go. Yes, sir. Man. The Great boss rant, himself, man. talking man. to you. Always there, yo. Always, always ready, man. And we go right to Joe Cat. Boys, 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 boys. Let's go. Another Sunday ruined. Oh, I like, to- I like talking to you more after a loss than a win, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? I'm glad you said that because in my mind, we're 0-3, okay? Because for 57 way. minutes of that Browns game, we got our balls kicked in, okay? Also... This whole thing with Zach coming back, let him come back. That's great. Uh, what's up, guys? What's up, guys? Uh, also, Dan, I we exchange info, so I'm pretty sure we'll send you guys a couple of videos watching this uh, this atrocity every Sunday. Sunday, I had to wear a Jaguars jersey because what? my wife's a Jaguars fan. 
I had to wear I had to wear a Mark Brunel Jaguars jersey. That's a team. That's a team. You see all these teams. Do you guys watch Hard Knocks? With I watched a, yeah, I watched a, a few. That's a coach. I, I didn't see any of That's what we get. That's a coach. You want to? We're bringing Zach into the same shit we brought Sam Donald in. He's bringing into a an inept coaching staff. You might as well bring back uh, Brian Schottenheimer with these play calls on offense. Bring him back because this guy sucks. Uh, Lafleur needs to be fired. Salah needs to be fired now. I don't care. We're, we're, so firing, we're firing Lafleur now too. Damn. Uh, oh, yeah. Damn, Joe? oh yeah. Oh yeah. Joe already. What's wrong with Lafleur now? Shit. Hundred percent. He goes. Okay. I, I don't. I don't agree with the game plan. But I, I'm not. I'm not firing the offensive coordinator off three games with the backup quarterback. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna pass everybody. We took the number one running back in the league. We're gonna pass to him more than he runs. Get out of here! I, I mean, it's, it's an is, is that the play call or is that Flacco just going to his check down? No, so. no, that's the play call. You put Corey Davis out there when you sat there. We all begged for Braxton Berrios to be there, right? You put Braxton Berrios in. This fucking guy can't catch a goddamn ball. He should be on the sideline. John Franklin Myers. We were all about John Franklin Myers last year. Oh my God, he plays unbelievable. This guy is the fuck. This guy's Sean Ellis. This guy's Sean Ellis. We give him a big contract. Typical Jets. We give him a contract. The guy can't do shit. Put him on the sideline. Joiner should be fucking fired. And, and it's 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 inept. It's inept again. You saw the Giants, even though they play like shit last night. It got to the fourth quarter. That's all we're asking. And now you're going to put Zach into this inept coaching staff who Johnny Sins on the sideline can't fucking even manage a team. He's got his players yelling at him. You you lost the locker room. So we're going to sit through another how many fucking games? I can't even count anymore. 14 games? We got another 14 games. We got to sit through this guy who lost the locker room in week three. That's it. We, that, I, you fire him now. You want to send the message to the NFL? That's that not going to happen, though. Fuck, it's not gonna you want to send the message to the NFL that the Jets aren't fucking around? You say, you know what? We're giving Sean Payton. Who's the highest coach, uh, paid coach in the NFL? I think it was Gruden. I don't know who it okay, is Okay, so but... we give, what do you get, $10 million a year? He got, like, yeah. what, a 10-year, $100 million contract? Yeah, that's it. That's what you give. That's who you give Sean Payton. You give Sean Payton, you'll get these. You think, you think Woody Johnson is doing that? No, of course not. It's not it's because not they're nickel and diamond. They're nickel and diamond you. They fucking shit all over Nick Mangold on Sunday. Typical oh, Jeff. Yeah, that was embarrassing. They shit yeah. all over him. That that's the way you come out. It's embarrassing. Now Zach Wilson's gonna come out. He's gonna get his ass kicked. Watch Mitchell Trubisky throw, look like Peyton Manning. You fucking Peyton watch. Manning, Yep. You we fucking fuck. We already know. I guarantee you, whatever, whatever, the Jets, whatever the Jets would be willing to pay Sean Payton, you know Jerry Jones would top it. Right. I mean, Sean Payton would Jerry, rather go to listen, Dallas. Than Jerry Jones would give him $200 million listen, bro, to come to Dallas. Look at all the guys we, we can't make any more excuses. This team has talent. We all like Sauce, right? Sauce, yep. we all like Sauce. He'll be yep. gone once he gets – when he's a free agent, when he's looking for a contract. He'll be gone. Enjoy him now. Why would he rot on this team? Why would he, Garrett Wilson, you like Garrett Wilson? He'll be on the Buccaneers in a couple of years. Don't worry about <laughs> it. You watch. But we, this is what we do. This is what we do. Oh, you you got to think as a player. You got 40 fucking guys yelling at Salah. You got yelling at this coach, yelling at that coach. Would you stay in your career to play for this abortion? It's fucking unbelievable. And well, if, things, the, if, if, things have, if things haven't turned around, though, Sauce and Garrett Wilson will be playing for a different coach by the time uh, they hit the Dude, they're, they're not going to turn around because they're going to give this guy the rest of the year, and we're going to have phone calls like this every Tuesday night. 
because he's we got to stop going after this. He's the next. He's the he's the next. I said this on the first call. We got this is the next offensive coordinator. This is the guy. He knows his shit. He oh, he's a big defensive guy. This is gonna be great. How about you go get a fucking head coach? How about you say, you know what? We'll double the, whatever they're paying you. And you know what? That's what you gotta do. And that's where it comes down is ownership. When they're penny pension like this, this is what this is the product you get. This is you get an inept coach, you get a, you get you get all backyard players. Why would anyone come here? Coach and player. Why? So you have your whole income taxed nice. out the fucking ass. And then you get you trot this. You want to be all gas, no brakes? Hit the fucking brakes and fire this fucking asshole. And you fire <laughs> every single fucking person that looks like shit on this team. That's how you send a message. This way you could draw players like, hey, Jets aren't fucking around. Not this fucking heavy dovey, I'm going to fucking play. I, we're all friends here. This is going to be great. You watch Hard Knocks. I tell every Jet fan in here, watch Hard Knocks. Watch Dan Campbell saying he's going to bite fucking kneecaps. That's the fucking guy you want. These are and, real quotes. And, that, and that's the problem. Solid, Sol, he's got all these great quotes and all these cliches and everything, he, but the the product that we see on the field, it, it doesn't match it. The, the all gas, no break, the 60% shit. Like, none of the quotes match the play or the intensity yeah. that we see on the field. Yep. Dude, Love I'm it. telling you right now, they better get rid of this guy because this guy, at least – at least you didn't have people yelling he's at you. He's going to get the year, though. He's going to get the full year, no matter what. Of course what. he's going to get the year, because that's the Jets. That's the Jets, dude. They're going to ride it out. They're going to go into this year. They're going to be like, ah, well, you know, we got to bring in another guy. we got to bring in another. And now you're going to have two years of Zach where he's hurt. It's the same fucking thing as Sam. Sam hurt for two years, and now he's going to come into a new system, and this guy will be a fucking backup someplace. A, th a third offensive coordinator in three years, right? More of course. Yeah. It's the I same revolving door, guys. It's the same shit. They sell you every year. It's like the Mets. It's like the Mets. They tell you, this is all year. I swear. It's going to be 86 again. I swear. I, Kevin, I know you're a Met fan, but they've only been in the playoffs 10 years. But Listen, you gotta remind me. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. I, I, I get I get enough shit with the Jets. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's let why me, I can't, let, let me enjoy October for the shit, first time yeah. in six for years. First time in six years, I, right? <laughs> Mets, you guys got it past July. I'm excited, but that's the owner we need. We need the owner that's gonna spend money. It's we have point. the what they produce the, the worst vaccine. The and culture, we're the we're culture changed immediately, yep. dude. There when is Bill no Bond sold the Mets. It, this it guy changed immediately. Bring culture. He wasn't gonna bring culture. You got you got uh, DJ Reed yelling at this guy, his former coach, saying this but guy. You know, but you you know what's so crazy though? Like Salah is, is really into like the Navy SEALs and Special Forces, right? And, and the one thing that gets me with that is these guys are technically sound at every mission they go into. They 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 cross their T's and dot their eyes. How are you having seven eight miscommunications on your defense? It, like they're not prepared. Tyrone. You understand what I'm saying? Like your game plan isn't prepared. Tyrone. It's not working. What's up, bro? No, sorry. How much should they give John Franco Myers? Yeah, like 13 million a year, 14 million a year at that moment. Because that was years ago. For how long? Uh, I think it was like a three or four year deal. Yeah. Four, so he's on his what? Second? I think they can nah, get third. out of it after this I, year. So I okay. think it's on his third year. He's still taking a hit, though. Yeah, so he's definitely. 30, he's made $30 million. You don't think this guy's. Taking it easy for fucking the last year to make $13 million. He is hasn't played hard at all. He, he had that one good season, got the contract. We haven't seen shit. No, he had like one, two good games, got the money, and didn't do that shit us a year. But that's a, that's the that's the Jets. They see a flicker of hope. 
They see a flicker hope. They give this guy. They draft a 400-pound man who can't stop eating. And, and this is the guy. I swear this is the guy. This is the guy. Dwayne Brown signed the contract and got hurt. This is the guy. We got the guy. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, same thing with John Franco Myers. Oh, my God. He, did you see that game last week? John Franco Myers. He's unbelievable. Marcus Joyner. Look at Whitehead. Whitehead can't tackle. He looks like Kyle Wilson out there. It's it, This is embarrassing. Did we get a Kyle Wilson uh, uh, name drop? Oh, <laughs> it's like, it's like Calvin Pryor. Yo, How can you not? Shit. How can you not? Wow. It's the same narrative every year. And it's every year. And it's like, you know what it is? It's the same thing that Carton said on the radio. It's the same thing. As long as that team gets seven points up front, the game's over. Look at, I mean, look at our offensive line. Our offensive line is as secure as this goddamn border. And it's horrible. It's horrible. That line should be able to put in you as quarterback. That's it. But these guys don't want to play. The locker room is lost. And you know what? Instead of putting all these people through 14 games of shit, cut your ties, replace everybody, because you're putting Zach Wilson into a fucking nightmare. This is the same thing. They're going to ruin this with Zach Wilson. We're going to be drafting quarterback in two years. And watch, and God forbid, God forbid if Trubisky sucks, Kenny Pickett will come in and look like uh, he'll look like Tom Brady. Forget it. You watch. I'll bet my I'll bet you a thousand dollars. I'll bet you a thousand dollars that this fucking Steeler team lights these Jets up. And all the whole narrative this whole week, Zach's coming back. The Steelers are one in you know, one in three. They're not that good. They're not that good. Watch, watch, you watch. A thousand dollars I'll put that this team fucking kicks our dick in. I guarantee. I mean, I'm even, I'm even more Fucking depressed team now. Sucks. Joe, great Yo, run, man. Good talking Joe, to you as always. Always, baby. Love Do you, baby? Love, Love you, man. Later. Be good, Love. man. <laughs> what God the, damn, what the fucking depressing. happened, yo? Listen, that was depressing. Yeah, I'm. Listen, man. I, this is listen. Let's stop. The chat is just so morbid right now, too. Oh my God! Listen, this is like if, this you, is if you guys have had enough negativity for the night, I don't blame. You. This is a I, tough I, one. I, 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 this is hard for me. Like, I, listen, I, we're, we're taking down the floor now, too. Like everybody, it's solid, but I feel like Lafleur's done. Yo, listen, it's just, I just want to see better. Listen, man. I just want to see better football. Oof. I don't care about wins and losses. All right, we need some football. comedy. So there's there's only one direction we can go to. Sorry, I was just laughing at the insanity that was going on. What are you wearing? Yo, what are you, what are well, you right doing? Now, right now, got the Yankees Blue Jays on, looking to see if Judge hits sixty-one. All right, yo, we, you, you, we're not talking about Yankees. Room? Okay. There's no, like an echo. Is there don't, a, don't worry. There's a ridiculous yo, yo, listen, echo. Baby, we can always talk Yankees on here, man. It's okay. You're right, right now, just got that out. So, like I said, honestly, you know, the mo that that was frustrating. To be honest, the most frustrating part of, for my day should have not been watching that game. Should have been having to explain to an idiot on that um, Woody Johnson tweet where he tweeted the Jets putting, you know, the Ukrainian patch on the back of the helmet. Why ethnic cleansing is wrong. It's a crazy person. That's crazy. Take from the game. Okay. Yeah, listen, yeah, man, yeah, you guys Vinny, 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 hello. Listen, we don't do politics, baby boy. We don't, listen, no, we just, it's not listen, politics. We, it's humanitarian crisis. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I understand that, but listen, bro, this show, this is the wrong stream for that shit. All right, I know. We that I'm just saying that's been the most frustrating part of my that's, day. Just, that's what I'm Johnson. Thinking, like, yeah, all right, I'm gonna move on. I move on. Fans just went to the IR. There's talk about Salah. 
Wilson's coming back. I mean, any any Jets talk you want to talk about? Let's talk Jets. Radio. No, I, know I am. I, was gonna say, I think the problem with the defense is the, the D-line rotation. I just think just, just play your starters. Just play your starters. When they start to get tired, then swap them out. But this rotation thing is clearly the problem. I think it's one of the biggest problems. Coaching, I think if they can just man up and accept that it's not working, I think this defense will start to click. Okay. But I, I, here's the thing, though. I'm not that scared of the Steelers for two reasons. Number one, the Steelers are notorious for playing down to competition. They always overlook. This is a problem that dates back to, like, their glory. They – like I know, this dates back to their um days in the '90s where they would just like over the team that they always overlooked. Yep, and Chrissy, I love you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not kidding. Yes, here's another fact. Here's another fact for you: the Steelers have never won a football game when T.J. Watt is out on injury. Can I tell you something? Ha- big dog? Have, have they ever played hold on, hold on, hold on. the Jets and Coach Sala with T.J. Yeah, Watt? Listen, out? Man. What does that have to they, do got, with they got a coach who's been there 15 years and never had a loss. And he always oh, – and he's always – they, they just had a big loss on Thursday night. They had 10 days to prepare for a team. And the they – line was struggling. Don't let the quarterback explain. Football, they always overlook competition. They, <laughs> they, have, they have no pass rush without T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt is their pass rush. Okay. But they had three sacks last game, though. But, okay, I got you. You're right. You're right. C.J. Watt, like, is, like, 90% of their pass rush. Let's be real. They also have a coach who knows how to coach defense, too. Uh, I mean, like you got a coach, the coach who has lost the game in 15 years. Had to lose the season in 15 years. I mean, you know, fuck. And, and regardless, we do you, trust, you trust McDermott at left tackle? I'm not trusting him, but, like, no. I'll be honest. I'll say. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not gonna lie. I will not lie and try to spew nonsense. But Never like I said, me, I don't. I don't think. Like I, said, I think this is the perfect game to bring Wilson back. Like I said, the Steelers. Like, this is not a very wait, good. Wait, wait. This this is the perfect game to bring Wilson back on the road at Pittsburgh. Like I said, Pittsburgh is notorious. Like defense. Yeah, like I said, Pittsburgh's notorious for playing down to competition. That they un- like. Do you really think they're gonna care about the Jets? Come on, we're the fucking Jets. They're like, oh, it's just the fucking Jets. We're the fuck, you know. All right, remember, remember the two thousand and six uh, uh, America's Game Colts documentary where Peyton like described the circle teams? No, no. You know, you know what a circle team is? A team they just circle as an automatic. No, I don't. I don't. No, never heard of it. Nope. No, I, I don't know. Well, basically, Peyton said, you know, there's certain teams that you just circling as an automatic win. Okay. The Jets are that team that they just automatically just overlook. They're going to so, overlook. So you're saying that that Coach Tomlin's just going to overlook the Jets. His team's going to come in overconfident, and we're going to steamroll them. I'm not saying we're going to steamroll, but I'm saying we're going to give them. A, I will say we'll say we're going to. It's going to be competitive. I'm confident. And look, great call, man. Great call, bro. No, Good night, bro. Great call. How about I shotgun a beer? Why Please not, do. Bro. Go ahead. This shit is already, this show Might as well, went left Might as well get something out of it. Fuck, does it matter? This show is already went left. Did he open the top yet? Wait, why was he drinking it before he opened it? Bro. That's a long-ass shotgun. Sorry. I didn't make the hole big enough. 
I am really bad at this. Wait, what was he doing for 10 seconds? <laughs> Yo, you're fired, bro. You're fired, bro. He was drinking you're like fired. a fucking cow. Yeah, what is he doing, bro? Like, yo, this is the worst shotgun oh, ever. Oh my! God. All right, you're done. Goodbye. Yeah, that was horrible. That was bro. terrible. Like, listen, who like, was yo, he, he doing was, the first ten seconds? He was drinking the shot, yo. Like, Dude, he was holding it for ten seconds. It, did, he was it didn't even it. open the top. Then he oh. no. Then he opened it. Then he was holding it for another ten seconds. Then he fucking opens the hole, and then you see liquid pouring out. What the fuck was he doing? Yeah, that, that was embarrassing. Dude. I told you to cut the shit like oh, five minutes prior, man. So oh, can we? Somebody, I'm, I'm getting depressed now, bro. All right, we got to turn to Jomo. Yo, what's up, guys? See, Jomo should already be in here. Jomo would have made us happy. Jomo, what's up, in, bro? Man. What's good? What's good? Oh, you know, we're make, out here. You safe out there, bro? A little rain. A little rain here. Ooh. Oh, a little rain. Bro. Go back. Go back, Jomo, short again. It ain't that bad. It's just some rain. No wind yet. No oh, wind it yet. Like it, it looked like it was kind of crazy. Okay. you been, Hey, bro, are you safe, nah, though, bro? You been yeah, chilling in my truck. Just got off of work. So you're in your truck, chilling, man. Why aren't you home? I just got off of work. Oh shit! Yeah, but um, guys, is the sky falling? Like, what's happening? It's night, bro. Talk like, us off the bro. ledge. Talk us off I, the ledge. Please. I, we need some here's, positivity. Here's where I'm at. Ulbrich fucking sucks. Get his ass out of town. Uh, Salah needs to start taking command of the defense. I mean, do what got you here. Like, you call defense. You. That's your thing. Like, call the plays. Obviously, Ulbrich ain't it. We gave him a full season last year. Didn't do anything. We gave him three games so far this year, and every single game it just seems like there's there's some sort of uh, disaster going on. I mean, missed tackles. You got, you got these fucking penalties. We can't stop the run. The first series in every game has just been, like, pathetic. I mean – they come Something's out flat. They, they the can't defense. stop teams on third down. They can't generate a pass rush, and he's yeah. supposed to be a defensive specialist. Like, at what point does he take over the the play calling duties he from Oakland? Like, this he, has got to be his defense. It has to be. I mean, he, or or else he's going to go down with the ship. I mean, it's it's yep. one of two. Um, I'm holding it already, though, man. Like Flacco, the offense I think as a whole has been pretty good. I mean, I I just think if you get a mobile quarterback in there. Uh, even Mike White over Flacco, like roll some, roll somebody out. I mean, you got these boot. Every team in the league is doing these bootlegs. Meanwhile, we got Flacco, a statue out there. Um, were, were you surprised they didn't make a move to White at halftime? Yes, I really was. I thought they were going to bench Flacco last week. This this past week, I mean, I really thought they were going to. He was missing guys. Like he just seemed off. Like I don't, I don't know why you just like force him in there like it just seems like they're trying to force Flacco to be the backup I mean you, you got this young kid in Mike White like if Mike White played like Flacco did I'd be okay with that but a 37 year old veteran I expect a little bit more like put the kid in but I don't know man Ulbrich Ulbrich's gotta go fucking our defensive line sucks like I don't it's like they win they they get free off their block, and then nobody could even sniff the quarterback's ass. Like I don't understand what's going on. Like they, they, get, they, they get they couldn't contain near him. Them. They couldn't contain him when they did. They can't contain any Brissett. They couldn't contain Burrow. They couldn't contain. I mean, like you, you don't think it's the Mitch Trubisky is going to look like Josh Allen. Yo, listen. You you don't think it's a problem that they don't they they haven't realized they don't get there. They're not getting there before. 
any kind of pass rush, any kind of throwing the quarterback off, any trying to mess up their rhythm and timing. That that's the issue. And, and yo, listen, I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm well, so can't blitz though, because Quentin Williams doesn't want that. Yo, I'm so sick Ooh. of this team, bro. No, listen, like you're not getting there with four. Like the one thing we don't have, like like Darren said it best, bro. We have no identity. Our defense can't hold it down. Our offense doesn't play good. Our special team is sometimes. Oh, this is just bad football. And I'm sick of it, Bryce. Every fucking season. Same headache, same problem, same whack-ass coaching team, bro. The defense is really an issue. But, I mean, like, honestly, if if there is a bright spot on this team, it's the offense. Uh, I don't know why we keep getting away from the run. I feel like we – we we get a we get some nice runs in there and then it just seems like LaFleur completely abandons it. I mean like I'm watching the third quarter, I'm screaming at the TV, begging to run the fucking ball. Yep. It's the third quarter and we're first, second, third down passing. Like what what is going on? He he, he tries to justify no it because they're playing from behind, but you you still can't no, throw the ball 150 plus times it's, in three games. It's, it's three games. With, with, with an offensive line that can't pass protect and a quarterback that can't move. But if you but if you you guys have noticed when we run the football, we actually are getting yards. We so are I don't care about what? listen, you don't change listen, you don't change to, to a uh we're a team uh, adapt to a team because we're like they're throwing the ball and we're losing. Run the football, yeah. take some time, compose, you know what I'm saying? You know, I mean get a defense to break off the field. Like three and outs, you know, listen, every time we try to run the football, we actually run the ball and get chunk yards. Makes no sense, yeah. man. It's horrible. It makes no sense. Seeing Flacco throw the ball fifty-two times to only running the ball twenty times—I mean, that's that's unacceptable. And it's every week Flacco has had over fifty pass attempts. Like, what is? Yeah, it just makes crazy, no sense bro. to me. And here's something, and I and I, I want to let you go. You guys go after this. This yeah, fucking rain starting to pick up, and I want to get home. Yeah, but uh, this fucking. <laughs> We've seen Flacco throw the ball 50 times three weeks in a row. Yep. I will bet my fucking mortgage that Zach Wilson does not throw the ball more than 30 times. Yep. I bet, I bet. like, guaranteed, he, fucking T, dude. He's going to have one like, of those lines, like 11 for 16. Dude, yep. Brees Absolutely. Has, Paul and Carter are each going to get, yes. like, 25 carries a piece. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yep. And Mitch Trubisky is going to run all over the field. We're not going to be able to contain him. Not going to be able to sniff his listen. ass. Justify it saying we wanted to ease Wilson back. The offensive yeah. line's banged up. We felt like we needed to establish the run finally. But it's okay and to throw. It's, it's okay to flag to throw the ball fifty times, though, right? It's terrible. Now, now here's the actual last thing: the the Lions, and uh, and I've been using this uh, comparison all all week so far. They've been competitive in every single game. They're scoring points. Sure, they're allowing points to be scored, but they're in the game. They got. Oh. You lost me. Am I here? You're back. You're back. We got the Lions. Got one score games, guys, and that's yeah. all we want to see. I don't care yeah. if we fucking lose. I don't Everyone care what the end result is. Right I want to see a competitive Lions, fucking Bears, game. Lions, Bears, Jags. All that's these it. Teams are competing. Yep. They turn it, it around quick. But the quarter, yep. thank you, guys. Dude, get home safe, man. Get home safe. Yo, oh, get on safe, man. Be careful of the storm, bro. Yo, and stay up, bro. Love you guys. You guys are the best. I love you, bro. Take care. You good. know what it is, man. All right, love you, bro. All right. So, a little bit of sanity there, right? Yeah, man, Joe always, Joe always starts us off with the, with the positive, man. 
All right, we got I, Blade I know, I coming know. up. I guess yeah, I, know who's, I guess I thought I knew who was next. The Voice of Reason. So. Voice of Reason's not in the chat right now. We're after that. He's coming up. How's it going, boys? How you doing, man? How you doing, man? Blade's been the Voice of Reason in the past. Yeah, in the past. I'll try to be, but we just need to relax, guys. I'm just kidding. I'm, I, was, I was fucking... It's only three games. We've, we've <laughs> yeah. been unlucky. We've been unlucky. I, I don't think it's time, uh, like, Joe Cat, like... He's ready to sell the farm. I think we we got to give him we got to give him uh, some games with Wilson to see what they can do. That's I think uh, I think the Baltimore game we would have been more in it with Wilson if he would have had a full preseason. Because I think uh, the Baltimore game was our offense's fault, keeping the defense on the field all the time. You know what I mean? So um, all what I was gonna say is like everyone's calling for Albrick. If I was Albrick, I'd be pissed. I'd be like. I'd look at Saul and be like, what the fuck, dude? I'm running your system. You know what I mean? It's not like – like, I want to know – I think it's more of a 50-50 versus 100% Albrick. I, I'm not sure. What do you guys think of that? So you, you think it's more just Albrick's calling what Saul wants and it's just no. the vanilla defense? And, it, uh, I don't I think, think – is this the exact system Albrick was running in Atlanta? Like, is, is this like his system too? You know, that's, that's that's beyond my my realm of film. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to say this right here though, I, and I was saying this earlier. There's no way that Sal's not in those meetings. There's no there's no way Sal's not putting his input in his game plans. Right. So everyone's wants to bring Aubrey, but listen, you know but, he's but, doing that. So you how, listen, how many other head coaches the in the league? Gonna have. How many head coaches in the league, whether they're offensive or defensive, where they specialize in one side of the ball, they don't call plays on that side of the ball. No, they don't call listen. plays, but they run their system though. Yeah, like well, listen, Shanahan, they run his offense, and whoever his coordinator in coordinator is, all he does is teach him his system, and he runs it right. So, like, look, look at ours. Like Lafleur, he runs his own shit. Sala has, I'm sure Sala has some say, but it's kind of like what look uh, he believes. But Bullbrick, it's like, hey, Sala ran this to Sam Fran. This is what I believe in. This is what you're going to be running. Hey, listen. Let me say this, big dog. Listen, Man. why does Salah wear that headset for? What's that headset for? Because he hears every fucking call. Right. So he's on the field. So he's watching the place. So he knows the call that's going in. Right. It's it's not like he's not hearing this. So yeah. he knows the call. So if if you're a defensive coordinator and you're a defensive mind coach and you see something and he called the wrong play, yo, nah, check that, check down. Let's go with something else. That's not yeah. control. So, Take control. so exactly. Let me re. Uh, I guess I'll rephrase my question. How much of this is on Albrecht's play calling versus Sala's system? Me personally, I put more blame on Sala because you're the head coach. Everything falls on you. You're the CEO. You're supposed to be the leader and you're supposed to be the defensive specialist. So Albrecht right. to me is just more of the puppet. Like yep. this is, this is Sala's defense. Like you, you have the final say with everything. So if, if there's a problem yeah. with your defense, like Tyrone, you were saying before, like step up, make a call, change something. Like yeah. he can't just sit there and allow this shit to happen. It's his defense, uh, you, so it, it falls on him more more than it does Ulbrich for me at you, least. You, you, yeah, you have the play, so you know what's be, you know what sets going out there, and so you, you can you, help him. You can help him fix what the like what he's doing wrong. Yo, listen, like either subs or whatever. Y'all remember when this? Y'all remember this? It was a preseason game with Ty Bowles and Antonio Camardi. He said, yo, he was on the sideline. He said, yo, Camardi, yo, it's going to be an out and up, out and up. They ran that exact 
fucking play. I was like, yo, how did he know that? He's a defensive mind coach. He, right. he's, always aware, he's always aware of what's going on. So if Silas this great defensive mind coach, if you're seeing what's, what they're doing out there and you're seeing the set and you, you heard the play and you know it's not going to work, why are you going to keep allowing that? Right. So everyone wants to bring all – listen, it's Salah as well. He's in those meetings. He has to be. Yeah. You're a defensive mind coach, and I'm not going to go through a – I'm not going to be a part of the game plan. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, and it's it is, it's just as equal on the offense of keeping them out there too, I think. You know what I mean? Like, if I mean, we keep going three and out, three and out, three and out, like that defense is going to get tired and exactly. it's going to get that big place. Everyone complain about – everyone – listen – why Buffalo lost? Buffalo lost because they played in Miami. They gave yeah. to Buffalo. Buffalo would have won that game. It's 105 out there on the field. Them guys were tired. Exhausted. They're going hard. Exactly. So we're having a team, right? We're watching this every week. So listen, we'll watch three good quarters or four good quarters. The defense gets tired because the offense is not producing. So then the offense has – listen, they didn't have a good game against Cleveland. They had four, they had two they got lucky. minutes. Two minutes, exactly. yeah. Two good-ass minutes. And other than that, would have been a loss. We would have been 0-3. So everyone's talking about Pittsburgh. Listen, you're going to go to Pittsburgh with Mike Tom, uh, Mike Tomlin coach team, a guy who's been there for 15 years and never had a losing season, and they're going to lay down for the Jets? Are you fucking retarded? It's not happening. We have to play better. Ain't nobody going to give – listen, we have a talented team, and we understand that. But they have to coach better. I understand Salah is learning on the job. I can understand that. We've all done that. What I'm saying to you is that – So I are plenty of other coaches, and their teams are – Yeah. Prime time. What I'm saying, I we want – listen, all we wanted from day one is to see improvement, correct? Yeah. We're, yeah. Not, seeing the, we're not seeing improvement, correct? So we got correct. the right to be pissed off. Right. Well, uh, I'm not I'm not freaking out like or anything until I get six games of Zach and let's see, you know, oh, that, that, that that's perfectly fair. And that's yep. the one thing that yeah. can pretty much save Salah and this entire regime right now. If Zach comes that's out, he's a franchise quarterback that that completely changes the outlook of everything right now. Yeah. And that's, and that's a shame on Zach. And it, yes, exactly. It's, it's unfortunate because that's the exact opposite of what they said in the phone call. That he wasn't yeah. going to have to be the savior. They were going to uplift him, make everything easy around him, and, and now they're doing the opposite. They're, they're putting him struggles? back in behind an offensive line with, what, with two tackles if, that are banged up. What if Zach so, struggles? Then what, though? So, you know what I'm saying? What, 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 I'm asking you guys seriously. What if this Zach is, struggles? This is his chance to That's prove he's the dude. Tradition, this is no, his chance. Listen, look, look what, bro, look what Justin Fields doing. And no, he's winning. Listen, I can't say that. Listen, you can't – listen. You can't say you exact if he he's supposed, he has to prove something. Listen, that is the wrong mentality. This kid's a gunslinger, bro. This is where he yeah. makes his mistakes at coming out here trying to prove shit. No, all I want to see is improvement. Listen, the first three weeks he what if he does though? Bad. Go ahead. Oh, of course. The first the first few weeks, dude. I mean, he, he's yes. just getting back into a rhythm. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Two weeks into he the didn't have a but, but, but you guys are saying well, that he had, the first few weeks, but, but, but no, no. I'm saying through the whole season, he oh, through the whole season, if he can get us to 70 wins, oh, yeah, okay, I get I get what you're saying, yeah, not like expecting him to go out in Pittsburgh and light him up for 30 points. I mean, that would be crazy. I'd love to see it, but no, so uh, with that being said, we're talking with the Zach, um. Would you kick Vera Tucker out to left and then being her big in? No. I know this, no. I know that messes up Vera Tucker's development, 
But what's more important, Barrett Tucker's or Zach's? Or protecting Zach? I think he'll struggle because he hasn't had a chance to get comfortable in that position. That, uh, listen, yeah, I'm, I'm not messing with AVT. Cam or Madrid. To me, that could create you more already, problems. You already, moved, you already moved him once. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Our strongest our you strongest move every week. One, I hate the idea of that. Yeah, our strongest our strongest level right now is the right side with ATV and Mitchell and running and running in between that and McGovern. So I would kind of keep that or running the ball up the gut. That's where they get they can get success at as well. And that's why I don't understand why they don't do that. Listen, man, you make the game so much easier. Like you want to switch things up, stop running the ball on first down. They know what you're doing. Right. Like, I mean, you know, that's what I'm saying, man. So it's competent coaching. That's what's the competent football. That's all. Well, it's an open up our offense too with rolling Zach out. You know, he's not a statue yeah, oh, back absolutely. there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, Roll him out. Get different, different. Get different him away from that. McDermott. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you would have to roll. Blade. Yeah. Good talking with you. It was good catching up, man. Have a good yeah, week, thanks for letting me on. Have a good week, dude. All right, bye. Be good. All right, just a few more calls. We got Jets Unleashed coming up next. Hey, guys. How are you guys night doing? Pretty good, man. How are you? Doing good, um, and this the Jets, 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 man. Every week they just sh- show us the rhythm, and it just sucks for us, man. Um, you know, I thought that um, with all these opportunities, all these teams we had against, you know, they were looking good. Look at the Seahawks; they're not looking good. Look at the Broncos; they're not looking too good. But yet, we can't be confident enough to get out of our way to even have a chance at those games because we keep shooting ourselves in the foot. We should be, like you guys have said before, we should be 0-3 at this point. We got lucky that the Browns did um, did the Browns and helped us out on the win. This is just just ridiculous. This team is just, I have no way to explain this, man. I At this point, I am i don't what, expect much. Even then, it's sad. What What is your biggest concern right now? I mean, is, is it coaching? Do you think it's talent? Like, where, where do you think the problems start with this team right now? To be honest, it, it it seems like like no matter what, we can't get our own way. Even um, look go look back at last game. There's opportunity. We had opportunities. It's either us dropping footballs, or either um, we're fumbling, or we're just doing so, something. Oh, yeah. so flat. Is is that coaching though, or is that just bad players like fumbles, what? missed tackles? Like that, that, those are things that are on the players. Like you can't blame coaches for that. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, I'm not solely blaming all the coaches on that. I, to be honest, there's some blame to go around for everyone. You know, again, the Bryce Hall um catch, he should have catch that, but Flacco should have thrown a bad ball. Those two players, that's all, that's on the players. But um, there's just stuff out there like the coaching, like it just doesn't. Our players, our coaching just doesn't look like they're doing anything. Oh, they know what they're doing out there. They're not setting our players up for success. It's oh they're doing what their scheme is and that's it. And some of these players look like they're um they're like getting mad about it. We might he might be um Sarah might be losing the locker soon in my opinion. And that's a major problem when you have Quinn and Williams yelling at coaches. You got DJ Reed speaking out. You know about all the miscommunications. Need to have a meeting. Like it, it's too early in the season to be having these kind of problems. You just had a a five week training camp to figure out all this shit, and three weeks into the year, it's it's a problem already. Already, that's that's the whole problem. Like, you know, do you have any concern with the offensive line at all? Oh yeah, I very I I don't trust our tackles to uh to, to be honest, the left tackle. I don't trust that tackle to be able to hold up and block anyone. Not only that, um, going against um the Steelers too, they have a good defense. You can't say any of these 
any like, oh, the, they have a backup QB. We almost lost to the Browns' backup QB as well. Again, like this team, it just, it just, it just, it's frustrating to watch this team because every, because I have, um, I'm actually going to a Jets game this, um, this year. I'm going against the, I'm going to Seattle for New Year's to go watch the Seattle game, and oh, I'm bro. scared that. To be honest, say I'm scared that we're going to get Jose bored out. out there, go talk huh? shit to Jose. Yeah, go see, yo, go see Jose <laughs> while you're out there, bro. Yeah, man. But, um, I, you know, it. we might not even have a chance in that game because we can't even get ourselves way enough to be competent. Hopefully we're competent at that time. But, like, not only that, look at the fence situation. He, he, um, we... He did so much for us, and yet we made him look so bad. No players, no jet, no future players will look at that and be like, "Oh, I want to go to that team. They're gonna help me." No, he they're gonna hurt. look at he, he the opposite too. too. He was hurt too, though. I mean, he had, he had a procedure in the off season. He was kind of on a pitch count throughout a lot of training camp. He's been limited in practices, so I I, I give him plenty of respect just for being out yeah, there. Yeah, but you have to, bro. Like, yo, that's the one guy, man. I, I'm not gonna. I would never attack, bro, because like I said. Yo, he he's he he he's been an ultimate team player, man. You know what I'm saying? And well, he he cares about this team in his organization. So, like I said, man, I a healthy recovery, and I want him back, bro. Like yo, fans probably you know, great job, man. Really, really great job. Well, and I I told it. Um, I I mean, my opinion is that Faint did great. You know, I, there's nothing wrong with Faint did. They just moved them and make him look bad, and that's totally on the coaching and. Players in the future are going to look at that and be like, I don't want to come over here because look at what they're doing to their players. They're going to make them look bad. I think Fant is a he's a good player. He just got moved too many times and he couldn't get his, right. his foot set and he was injured as well. Daniel want to come in because we're tired of losing, bro. Like you know who who wants to come and lose? Like this is the listen. This is the one L- thing losing I, I, culture, I, I, or losing stadium environment. Yeah. Like what, I mean, what what's the attraction yeah. of coming to the Jets right now? Yeah. I mean, it, it, every time money. Every time. Fourteen, 14 games to turn it around. So yep. great call, dude. Hopefully. Nice talking to you as always. Nice talking to you guys. Bro. Go Jets. Have Peace. a good night, man. All right, you bro, too. All right, we got three more calls. We will now go to John. Yo, John. What's up, fellas? What's going What's on, John? Dude? Hey, man. Listen, oh, uh, prime time. So, so, I, you, 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 so you predicted a win. Yeah, and first, and first of all, I owe you an apology. I feel like I'm partly responsible for you going to the game because I predicted, you know, my um, – grandiose prediction for Flacco and the offense. I, 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 I was going to the game regardless. You saw how many onions I bought? Yeah, <laughs> it just felt like <laughs> it felt like it had the makings of, you know, the Mike White game again because, you know, I mean, they're very similar teams. They Both teams had bad defenses, especially the Bengals in the secondary with fucking Eli Apple, that waste of a draft pick. But um, it's... um. Honestly, um, i tell you a quick story before I, I really uh, let loose. Um, I go to the MGM every Sunday. They have this amazing setup with the movie theater kind of thing, and when you can see all the games. Obviously, they have the Patriot game in the middle, but they always have the Jets game prominently like on, on the bottom, and – the thing is, is that I watch, try to watch every minute of each game, but I always, because it's the Jets, I always give myself an out 
that if they play like they did last week, they shit the bed, I start paying attention more to the other games. And I didn't leave, you know, during the Cleveland game. I stuck around and watched everything, you know. And, I mean, it's – the thing is, is that I'll – let me – this is really important that I need to say this since you mentioned the Giants game. Did you guys watch it? Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. Um, The thing is, Brian Dable is everything that Robert Sala isn't. He's basically done in deeds what all gas no break is to go for it for, for a two point conversion to you know go for it again at fourth and two at the end of the half when you're at the Dallas forty seven where if you miss it you know Dallas can you know throw a hail mary you know and he still did it because he had he has belief in his players I mean he's got a fucking skeleton crew. Um, wide receiver crew. Now that it's Sterling Shepard on that god awful turf, you know, um, blew his knee out, and you know, it's it's the thing is, is that you do you hear Wink Martindale making excuses for not having his two best pass rushers for the his first two games? Do you hear um, Dable make excuses for having basically a wide receiver skeleton crew. The Jets have a better fucking roster top to bottom, except and, for and, maybe and that's Barkley. Where, and, that, and that's where Salah doesn't get a pass. There's, there's rookies that are playing well and veterans that are making rookie mistakes. It falls on coaching. There's more than enough talent here where this team should at least be competitive. We're not expecting the, the team to go you know 10 and 7, make the playoffs, win a ton of games, but at least be competitive. They, they shouldn't be getting blown out by double digits in the fourth quarter of every game. Nope. The thing is, if this offense is not on its game, it's game over because of, because of this fucking disgrace of a system that they have. I mean, that's the thing, you know, look, look, what, you know, again, I mean, I know I'm mentioning the Giants and the thing is, is that I'm also a Giants fan too, but I, I completely understand the rivalry and why the Jets fans, you know, hate Giants fans, you know, the arrogance and all that shit. But the thing is, I think the hatred because I've been getting in, I've been going ballistic on Twitter um, over the last couple of days, and I got into big arguments about um, the about Dable. That I, I I think he's really the real deal, and you know he demands accountability. He got in Sterling Shepard's face before he blew his knee out. I mean, they, I mean. And also, listen, Dable's done a phenomenal job. I'm not going to take anything away, but the Giants could easily be 0 3, and the narrative would be completely different on him. Yeah, so, like, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to anoint him after three games the yeah, same way. Like, we're three, still not yeah. burying completely Salah after but 20 that's games. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. and at the I end mean, of the day, listen, at the end of the day, listen, you know, I, I don't, I don't give two shits about the Giants, man. Listen, I'm trying to make the Jets be more competitive. Like I said, I understand the, the analogy you're trying to use between Salah, but the, I think the biggest deal is with Salah is he said the whole players accountable. He, you know, and, and it's, it's about adjustments because, like, listen, you know what fixes all this 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 show that we had tonight? A win. Winning. A win fixes everything. You know what I'm saying? A win covers up bullshit. It covers I love up, you, Tyrone. Uh, and Mr. Simons, it, it does, bro. So that's just what it is. That's why everybody's so down because we love this team. We invest so much into this and then we just get nothing in result. We get, we get nothing in the end. And it's frustrating because you're expecting more. And uh, the, one last quick thing. Yeah. 
One one last quick thing, and you led me into my last point. I've after thirty six years of being a fan of this disgraceful franchise, I think I've actually hit my breaking point. Where uh, if I don't see any kind of if I don't see any kind of progress with this team, especially with Zach, they're they're definitely going to run the ball against Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh is terrible. They got eaten alive by Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt last week. But the oh, thing is, be able to run the ball. Then we're good. You know that that that's the thing. And Zach is now being put in this horrible situation where now he's got to save everybody's ass. And I'm at I'm seriously at the point because Sal is a fucking snake oil salesman. He's a complete con artist. You know, I once I saw the receipts, um, uh, presser that told me everything. That was Adam Gaze. You know, at the very end. I mean, then why'd you pick them to win this week? Because honestly, I I thought, you know, with Cincinnati having problems with its um with its offensive line that we could get a couple of stops, you know, and then Flacco was gonna have a big day, you know, picking apart Eli Apple and Uzawe. You said the the receipt comment told you everything you need to know about Salah. So you should have known this team was just gonna lay an egg after a big win. I I should have known. I was trying to be positive. I really tried. But in the back of my mind you're saying that you don't see results by the end of the year, you're gonna not be a Jet fan. You might as well go ahead and say goodbye now, bro. It's gonna be a long motherfucking season, bro. But thank uh, you for calling, look, though, bro. I still love you guys. I still love you oh, guys. Know, you guys bro. are the reason why I became more of a Jet fan than a Giants fan. I really mean that, and it's because Wait, of the you fans. See a fan? Yes, I am, because I and I understand the rivalry, and I don't and I don't get mad at all when Jets fans hate you know the Giants. I really don't. I you know you do you. You know, I don't tell anybody how to be a fan, you know, unless it's an extreme case like, you know, Jay Klein or something. But, you know, but I, you know, I love you guys, but it's all love, dude. You know, all love. I love you guys. You guys are the best. All right, bro. Have a good night, man. Appreciate it. Tyson would have clicked that button. As yo, soon as, Tyson uh, would have, yo, nice. when he said, yo, when he said, yo, when he said, giant fan fucking five minutes ago, Tyson would have hung up. I respect John though. He he does some good work. Yeah, so. yeah he does good content, got, bro. Like, we we got we got two calls left. We'll go to Sean. Hopefully, he watched the game this week. Speaking of Tyson clicking the button, um, I did watch <laughs> the full game. So there we go. did you week? watch the full game? I watched the entire. So what That's happened? That's one thing last you can't week? do. It's one thing you can't do. I, I watch watched. Yeah, I totally get it. And he was totally right to click that button. I totally don't blame him at all. You definitely um, get that one. But uh, yeah. So last week was the first week I had Red Zone, and so I was like, oh, I'll check it out. Most of the game, like, I was flipping back and forth between – because, like, they, they showed the Jets game on local TV, so I was flipping back and forth. So I did watch most of the Ravens game. Uh, but, yeah, I, I didn't watch the whole thing. He was totally right to kick me up. But I did watch the full thing, and I realized that I, I could just, like – so I have two monitors. I had the stream open with Tyson. I had the Bengals game on, and then I had Red Zone. So I was watching the Jets game the entire the entire way through with Tyson's hilarious commentary. Uh. But I do – like, I don't know if you guys t- – and also, feel free to, like, shit on my team if you want – because, yeah, it's it's not been great so far. I was talking a lot of shit that first day. Jet fans um, aren't in position to talk shit at anyone else. So. <laughs> but I don't know yeah, if you guys addressed this. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I don't know why Quinn Williams is only playing 63% of the snaps in the middle, where some of the best defensive tackles in the league 
you know, or even just starting caliber defensive tackles, they're playing at least 80, 85% of the snaps. And I think that's another reason Quinnen got met. You can't put him in like what five out of the six, like six out of 10 snaps and expect him to do anything significant. Like their rotation, I think can suck the momentum out of their defensive players. And the one thing that the defense of any team rides on is momentum. How are you going to only play your third round pick from 2019 pretty much six out of every 10 snaps? Like that, I don't understand because the talent that's the rotation I, and they stick to it. They're, that's the way Salah is. He believes in keeping his guys fresh for <laughs> 60 minutes and somehow gen- we're still getting run all over in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but I genuinely think that that's playing scared. I don't know if it's a Salah thing. I don't know if it's an Ulbricht thing. It's probably a Salah thing. But no, I have never seen a defensive tackle be played that few times in a game, especially a guy who's as good as Quinnen. Um, I think the Quincy Williams injury is really unfortunate because I genuinely do think that he's the third best, best player on that defense behind Sauce and uh, DJ Reed. And the problem with – also, going on to offense, I really like the line. The problem is the same thing, rotation. Why are you switching guys from left to right so frequently? Like, they have a solid line. Um, Max Mitchell is fantastic. Like, I was not expecting him to play as well as he did. ABT struggled a little bit. I, I think he allowed, like, what, four pressures and three yeah, – he allowed a couple of pressures. Three yeah. hits. And On the season, something. though, he's been pretty good. The right side's been good. It's been the left side. It's been the biggest problem. Exactly. Tomlinson, yeah. fan, even McDermott when he was in there, like, they were terrible. And, like, take it from me, a Seahawks fan, you guys just signed Ogwehi, or however you pronounce his name. Um, he's not great. Like, we had him. He's, he's a backup at best. But Fant was really good. For us, as, as well as for you guys, you guys know that. Uh, so that's also unfortunate. But I think there has to be some sort of stability. You have to be stationary on your positions. Now, speaking of stationary, you can't be stationary at quarterback. I don't know why they played Joe Flacco the entire freaking game. Because Joe Flacco, if there's one thing he struggles at, if, like, he can't hit that second level. Like, if you're dumping the ball off to Brees Hall on screens, freaking 15% of the time or something like that, that's when you know you have a problem. He has a noodle arm. The coach knows that. Why would you not play Mike White, who has a better arm? Sure, there is risk. And he's more mobile, too. And he's way more mobile. Like, if you put Joe Flacco in a Bengals jersey in the Sunday game, oh, hey, go for it. I, I don't care at this point. <laughs> but if, if you put Joe Flacco in a Bengals jersey that game, he gets sacked like seven or eight times, right? It's all about mobility. That, that's what the game's about. And how many sacks did Joe Burrow escape in, in, in the game? Like, at least four or five that I can count. Could have at least had four or five more, more sacks on the guy. That's what mobility does. Um, you know, and I think that's what Gino's pretty good at. Like, I don't have any complaints about Gino. He's playing way better than I expected. He hits that middle level pretty well. He doesn't have to rely on the big play too much. He doesn't dump the ball up to, you know, Rashad Penny or anyone, like Kenneth Walker, freaking six, seven times a game. He can hit guys 15, 20 yards down the field pretty consistently, precisely. And the thing is with Joe Flacco, now teams are going to realize – that, you know, you can play two two linebackers to cut off the screen. You know, you can, you know, rush five, put pressure on the guy because you know he's not going to throw very far. And you can play man on the corners with one one high safety. You don't even need to have a two high, safe, high safety show because he doesn't go deep. He's so predictable. Yeah, At least Corey Davis you don't know where you're going. Yeah. He saw as a decent arm. I mean, he aired it out for Corey he's Davis. No, he can't. He's not mobile. He's not mobile. He, and if you get any pressure and he's throwing off his black uh, yeah. off his back foot, then he yeah. screws. So. Yeah, I do think the biggest problem is the thing that I said in the beginning. Like you have to let your de- your guys on defense build a little bit of momentum. I think Quinnen was a little misplaced in like the way he yelled at his coach, but I don't blame him because like you know I I totally understand if if you're not playing as frequently as your you know as as the people in your same position on other teams 
and you're expected to like get pressures on the opposing quarterback. That, that apparently wasn't the issue though, why he was yeah. pissed off. Like he was apparently like, pissed at the call. Yeah. yeah, like they kept rushing seven, I think, whereas he wanted to go four and they they, they didn't blitz that much. That that's the thing though. No, like they called it blitz on that play and the safety missed the tackle. And he's pissed right. at the staff. I'm like, right. dude, yeah, they, get they mad at Whitehead and Joiner missing the tackle. Yeah, yeah. and th that's the thing. Whitehead and Joiner, that's the other thing. And I think, um, Primetime, you did mention that linebacker was a pretty big need during the offseason, and it's rearing its ugly head now because you have Joiner um, giving up a perfect passer rating. You have Whitehead, who should have been a thumper. Um, you know, he's also giving up like one 150 plus as a passer rating. So you have to like, that's the biggest weakness there because they have good cornerbacks. Their safeties are pretty bad. Their linebackers are pretty like, I don't, I just, and, and their D line is actually, I would say it's above average in terms of the talent level on like there's, in the there's, NFL. There's talent, but there's nobody that's playing at the level that they're getting paid. Dominant level. That's exactly. the problem. Carl Lawson's so. getting what, 15, 16 million. He's not dominating. Yeah. Exactly. Frank Lamar he's the same player that he million. was in Cincinnati, a guy yeah. that can get pressure, but he's not yeah. making an impact on the game. Yeah. Sean, yeah. great talking to you, dude. Always good, good night, catching bro. up. Glad you watched the whole game. Have a good have night, good bro. Night. Take care. Have a good night, guys. You too, man. All right. We will wrap it up. The, the legend, the closer, Jose. The greatest of all time, Jose. Thank you, Tyrell. Thank you, VT. What's up, guys? What's, What's up, going bro? on, Jose? Well, well Tyrell, you said right tweet out. Sunday, I think I you saw a tweet on Sunday. Oh, Jose, what happened? What happened, man? I'm going to give him like one minute to get back. If you guys have any questions that you want us to answer real quick, yeah, fire please. away. I feel bad. Jose waited for like 90 minutes, and I don't know what happened. I definitely didn't cut him off. He'll probably blame me. It's not me. Yeah. The GOAT, man. We got we got to hear from Jose, Jose before we know, go. We got to man. Yo, this, this, it don't end right without Jose, man. That's the guy, we're, man. We're, we're turning into let's talk Seahawks though. It's a problem. Yeah, because <laughs> Jose bringing all his subscribers over, man. You're lucky I waited for you, even though you kicked me out of your fantasy. Only you, football. baby. Only you, baby. Just remember that. Just remember that. Yeah, I apologize for that too. Yeah, that thing's going horrible. What's, what's your team's record? Uh, my team is two and one because I won by point twelve points. There you go. All right, doing well done. Well but done. I'm, but I'm trying to trade Jamar Chase, and people won't let that happen. <laughs> but, but I have a question. Did Shoot. any did anyone see my See my tweet on on Sunday night. I did not. Uh, I, 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 I like the tweet you had put yes. out. Which one was it? It was the one where I said, so I support two football teams who supposedly have defensive coaches, but neither defense shows up. I think I did. God, yeah. God forgive me for I did see that one. And that's what's so maddening, dude. Like, Salah's supposed to be a defensive-minded coach, and he doesn't take ownership of this defense. I'm sure you're going through the same shit in Seattle right now. Yes, 
the exact same. Full defense. Full defenses are invisible. Absolutely. Not, and not being, and not That's being kind of what happens, though, when you invest two first-round picks in a player that can't stay on the field. Yeah, and not being accountable, man. It's crazy, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Just, just reminding <laughs> me of that. Those two first-round picks might make a difference on your defense right now. 50? Or for a future quarterback. Uh, take your shots. Yeah. Take your shots. Shots. Uh-oh. Cap okay. space could help, too. Okay. Why uh, you, you could have, like, four players between the okay. cap space and the two picks. Oh, Hold on, okay, one of the Eminem. <laughs> I'm faster than Eminem. I proved that last year. Oh. Okay, one of the Eminem. Anyway, uh, oh, good grief. So I put this in the chat on Sunday during the, the game. If the Browns had not choked in the final two minutes, what was that? Two Sundays ago? Yep. Yeah, two Sundays ago. We would all want Mr. Clean fired right now. The outlook of this team would be completely different oh if the Jets didn't make that yes, comeback. So, the the so, only uh, reason we had that week of positivity is because we were trying to embrace the comeback yeah. as a means to turn things Are around. We? Maybe they would take that momentum, or some people, yep. some people, oh, my, mean, myself included, know. I was trying to enjoy the win. I mean, we don't get them often. Enjoy the win for the week. Yes. Hope they build off it. And what did they yes, do? Sir. They did the same old Jet shit, and they followed up a big win, yep. and they didn't even We're show stinkers. up in the first quarter. Yep. Absolutely. Prime time. We, 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 coming. we still bought in. It's the same fucking result we always get. PT, if I, if I drive half of Mexico, turn that light, I just don't think it would be a sellout in that stadium. Nobody was there. Dude, it was terrible. Yeah, it's I, dude, I, I have video of kickoff. I have video like midway through the first quarter, just sections that were almost completely, entirely empty. It's sad. I felt bad for Mangled at halftime. Like everybody's, you know, going getting another beer, going to the bathroom. So like the the crowd that was already the crowd that was already half filled was even less, you know, filled for for Mangold's speech. It was just yeah, it was a joke. At least we had tailgating though. So Lauren, yes, I will be there for Miami. I think Tyson's going to Miami also. Uh, the bear game, I'll be there for that one as well. So I will make sure got the grill ready, make got sure the onions say, ready. Make sure you say hello to everyone. We'll do, man. We'll do. Oh. You, oh. You Any other hot takes before we let you go? Yes. What you got? Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> Joe Flacco will start Sunday. Unfortunately. Yeah. I, do not, end this dream. I do not. I do. He might be right that, there. I kind of feel the same way though, bro. I kind of feel the same way though. I can I, I, I kinda... say why? Go ahead. Go ahead. That 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 Pittsburgh field is more like a fucking golf course than a than a football field. I don't want that ripping his knee out. I'm, yeah, I feel you, but that was that, not, that, yeah. that life is much better anyway. Yeah. So. Yo, and you, saying, and you watch, you, you watch that Shepherd play, bro. When he was running, bro, he just grabbed yeah. it right, it right there. Yep. It was like boom, yeah, yep. bro. It was like crazy. So, guys, with that, thank you. Go check out my YouTube channel. Yo, plug Seahawks your channel while you're there, man. Yeah, give a quick plug for your channel, man. Seahawks, Jose Rodriguez. I did a live today though. Went the shit because my what computer, happened? my computer overheated. Oh. 
terrible. So it's yeah, it was, no, it was the computer, not the internet. Oh, so <laughs> like your computer's done? Uh, almost. Damn, bro. Yeah, so go check that out. Go, go sub to it. And with that, guys, be good. All right, love you, bro. Love you. And I'm going. Jose, be good, man. Have a good night. I never Always love, bro. Always, man. Always. All right. And with that, Uh, two hours in the books. What a show. Apologies if that was too negative, but yeah, you guys know the good. routine by now. Monday, Tuesday, yes. we get it out the system. We're back normal usually by Friday, so hopefully the Jets can bounce back from this bullshit, get a nice uh, competitive game against the Steelers. Thank you to everybody that joined us. Talk to you guys later. Have a good one.